Welcome to the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. Knowledge, experiences, and actionable takeaways from those who are killing it with short-term rentals. Here's your host, Jeremy Warden. What's up, guys? We are live with the Short-Term Rental Pros Podcast. So excited to be here today with not one pro, not two, (laughs) not three, but four, four of them. We are live from Lower Manhattan, New York City. They're all visiting for the weekend. Super stoked. Let's just go in a circle. Everyone introduce yourselves and what do you do for a living? All right. Just start here. <laughs> so my name is Federico Zimmerman. I know that's a tough one. Freddy is fine as well. And yeah, I'm a short-term rental operator. I have a property management company. I've been in the space for three, four years already. And yep, growing. Imagine for some people around here. So we're just touring properties, visiting New York. And you manage, you help Sarah out, you help how do you, how'd you get hooked with with all this these these this squadron? Oh, so I also we started together, Sarah, in yeah, in, Maddie, in Texas. So it was like the first arbitrage deal that we got. It was through Sarah, and you were designing properties. I was like, yeah, let's 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 see how it goes. It was our first arbitrage arbitrage deal with my friend Steve. I was in Argent- I'm from Argentina. That's where my accent is from, and I was managing from there. He was in Texas. I had already like rented my property, my, my my spare room in Argentina. He was doing some house hacking, and then we got introduced to Sarah. She brought this deal, and we tried it. It went really well. From there, we went to a second arbitrage, third arbitrage, fourth, and then some people reached out and was like, "Hey, it looks like you know what you're doing. Do you want to manage for me?" I would say, "Yeah, sure, let's give it a try." And we scaled to 75 units, mostly in Texas, Arizona, Alabama. And then it came to a point that we, we, we grew a lot. And then I realized that I had a vision on more hospitality that it's just, you know, not quantity, but quality. And then I started a new management company a month ago <laughs> <laughs> to cater for that market, which is just working More luxury, higher end properties. Yeah. And yeah. vision of hus- on hospitality. So it's not that if you have a luxury property and you also own like an, an apartment that is an arbitrage. I'm going to decline it. If you have the vision on providing a unique stay, and that unique stay could be through location, design, theme, but it's something that, that will make, that will drive demand. And you will let me do what I like, which is providing hospitality through, you know, if I need to set up a gift, I can do it. If I need to fix something quickly, I have the room to, to, to do those type of things because something that I explain is that every penny that I put in the property is going to have an ROI that is it's going to be maybe, maybe not immediate, but those reviews that you're going to get, those amenities are going to pay out in the future. And I think that the struggle that I had before is like when you're working with anyone and a lot of people got into real estate. They don't, they don't understand. They don't, exactly. they don't see the, they don't see what it takes to, to win at this game. They're, they're penny pinching. And they're they're handcuffing you from doing your job and, and doing what you actually want to be doing exactly. for a living. Okay, cool. Well, we're gonna get into your operations in a little bit because yeah. you know managing properties for other people, co-hosting as as many call it. But yeah, let's just keep keep rolling. We got <laughs> yeah. Maddie. What what what? Uh, yeah, tell us about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Maddie. I work with investors to find, manage, design, set up Airbnbs for them. So they own them outright, and they come to me to do all the work for them, like A to Z, like find the property set it up, design it, put all the amenities in there. And then Federico is the management portion of that process. Fist bump. You guys got a fist bump? (laughs) (laughs) And we met through Sarah and Emily because she was sharing all about Federico and like saying how passionate he was, how good he has, he is at it. 
and we felt the same way and management just wasn't for us. And you, and you have your own portfolio as well, right? Yeah. And so we have four arbitrages in San Diego and then one arbitrage in Hudson. So we're mainly focused on upstate New York now. You arbitrage? Well, we'll get into yeah. it. I guess we got to keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah. Time uh, I was about to say, the barn? You arbitrage a barn? Oh, no. That's a client's property. Oh, that's a client's property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. So we have a portfolio of, of properties in upstate New York that are each owned by different investors. Got Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, Sarah. Yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I'm one half of the Carwells. So the other half of our business is not here. She's shout, shout out Emily. Shout out her. Emily. She's currently wrapping up a property and the last portion of the properties are always just a monster. But we mainly are in Michigan. So we have a couple of arbitrage properties in Texas that Federico, of course, has managed over the last two years. And then we decided to start actually purchasing properties in Michigan instead of arbitrage. And so now we're up to four properties in Michigan. Some investor funded, some self-funded, and then we have a huge education component on top of our business. So right now we're focused on growing our community before we really decide how we want to scale. So that's awesome. where we're nailing it right now. Awesome. Skylar? Yep. Hi guys, I'm Skylar. In addition to working with Maddie on all of our kind of just rental arbitrage properties, I also work for a short-term rental fund where I project manage renovations and design projects pretty much all the way through. So my main gig is from the minute we close on a house to the minute that we go live on Airbnb, it's really just managing that. And I think one of the coolest parts of it is it's all from my laptop. So I hardly ever visited these properties maybe once or twice over the last year. And I've about to finish my 30th renovation project in the last like 15 months. I think that's great. I texted you. I was like, bro, how do you, how do, you do it? <laughs> even, crazy. even doing like one by like, project managing. I mean, I try to do like one at a time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. to me, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not actually at the property. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, yeah. yeah, there's some pro there's pros and cons. Well, we can dig into it. But yeah, it's there, there's definitely some benefits. There's a little bit less stress, in my opinion, involved when you're just doing it from your laptop, you really have to rely on like your boots on the ground in the particular market. But it's nice being able to build out relationships with folks as well. If it's for a fund, are you less because for me, it's like, mortgage payments coming due. Like yeah. I got to this thing's got to got to start making money. You yeah. know, like I, I'm buying a ticket, I'm flying there. Like I walk into, I'm like, what? This thing's over here. This thing's over here. Like yeah. what the hell's going on? Like I call up every dude I can find and get him in the house. Let's, <laughs> let's get this, this, this. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, I think the biggest thing is timeline is like what you're like talking about in terms of like those holding costs that are involved. And there's definitely some room for error, which also the company that I work for also is, you know, I think built in understanding a little bit more yeah. over the last year of like, hey, we're not there in the market doing this. I'm not at the property. I can't really make things go quicker you know, being that Can't person there. Your furniture assembler. Exactly. So it it's, take you five hours to put together a freaking TV ridiculous. console. Yeah. So yeah. there's some room for, you know, the, those like buffer periods. I think if I was there in person, they would be able to be completed a little bit quicker, but you just have to, you know, instead of being there, do the due diligence from, you know, FaceTime video calls, stuff like that really need trustworthy people. Got yeah. it. Well, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I feel like in this room, I, I ask a lot of questions to the folk. Here. I haven't asked you questions yet, but I've, I've got plenty, plenty coming <laughs> for you. <laughs> But you know, that's why I'm so excited for today. But I think, yeah, I think what we should do first, I know this is stealing from Sarah's playbook, so I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> let's say, you know, there's the good, the good aspects of, of everything going on, but let's start, start with the not so good, yeah. you know, let's, let's, let's give some, yeah, some horror stories. I don't know, we can, Frederica, <laughs> yeah. I know you, let's, oh, man, the I don't mean that... to pick on you first, but you're, <laughs> no, that's fine. It's just that at this point, it's like, we became like, so used to things from time to time going wrong. That is like, 
okay, it's not that bad for us. And then you talk to other people and like, oh, if that happened to me, I'll go crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but I mean, we can talk about sweat it. the other one of the properties, like the septic tank. Oh, yeah. It was like first prop property, first day mm -hmm. in upstate New York, beautiful house. Everything's going great. Guess the, the morning that the guests are checking out, they reach out and say, hey, by the way, there's an alarm going off in the basement. We don't know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. uh, we think, okay, maybe it's a smoke detector or the seal detector. Do you want to check that? No, it's coming from another place. Okay, well, we're going to check when, when our cleaners arrive. Cleaners arrive. Hey, guys, like the basement bathroom is flooded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. From the septic or from like the well? Oh, just well at, at, at the moment, we had no idea. Uh, that's yeah. no, you could, we'll probably so, tell by the color of the water. Yeah. yeah. Send pictures. Send pictures. So <laughs> we say, okay, we, we have someone to send. So we're going to send someone because we had a check-in. Uh, guests arriving, $6,000 booking, yeah. so we didn't want to lose that. So immediately I reached out to the guests and I told them, listen, just to let you know, we have this going on. We're working on a resolver right now. I'll keep you posted. I don't want to leave, you know, push it to the last minute to see if we can solve it and then tell them when they're five minutes away. Yeah. We sent a plumber, so there are problems with the toilet, but then we still can figure out the alarm. Long story short, so we had to cancel the stay. This was the septic pump yeah, that was the pushing the the, the, the water to the uh, city yeah exactly yeah uh so you it took us like three four days to to fix it because we're having different people coming from the septic company from the plumber from the owner and then it was like okay the owner was like okay let me find someone i'll send someone from my crew we tell that to the guys that we have working there it's like you're doing a mistake he got yeah. mad at us and then that guy had to end up finishing the job because the, the owner didn't find anyone else, yeah, you know, so burning bridges is like, no, we want to keep the relationship. So like that, yeah. yeah. Got it. Re a recent one. It's of course, it's the first day. Oh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like you come out the gate swinging, just wanting everything yeah. to go right. First day, yeah. septic well, issue. I feel like it's natural. Really? So was it prior to, that was at the end of the first day. Yeah. Yes. So it was for the second. I think that's often what you find is the first time, a lot of these houses, and I know like, well, I know, I mean, honestly, probably all of our portfolios, like mostly, you know, more vacation houses that really like nobody has lived there for a long time, which is like why we're able to get deals on them is because, mm -hmm. you know, they smell bad when you walk in and tour them, <laughs> like they're dilapidated. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Never smelled it. You're so good. They smell, yeah, they smell like the sulfur or whatever. Oh, okay. And that's sulfur why people, people don't, sulfur. people don't buy them. And that's why you can get deals is because. So, but they haven't been used. They haven't been used. And, you know, you can kind of, you know, we paint on top of everything, but stuff mm -hmm. like the septic and the wells and all that, like yeah. you can't really paint on top of it. Yeah. You know? Also, so, Maddie, like any new investment you need to put in the contract that after the property is ready, we're going to throw a ranger like yeah. all yeah. together yeah. for yeah. three days, yeah. use all the toilets, <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure it works. Yeah. 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 It was one of those things too, where the, we didn't know what alarm they were talking about because it was up in the corner and they had put tape over it. The previous so I was like, yeah. it must be a light yeah. switch for something that has to stay on in the house. So we had no idea what it was. And then they were so adamant that we were on city sewage. So no mention of a septic pump or anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like the previous yeah. owner or the yeah. owner? Like, isn't the, that, that's not a, that's a disclosure. That's sellers. like a closing disclosure. Yes. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's literally supposed to be in that document. You got to check yeah. exactly. which but one it is. is. It is on city, but it still has a septic system. It's a tricky. Because it has to go uphill. Yes. So the uh... toilet is here. And then the pump is here with the city stuff. So it has to pump the stuff into Yeah, it was it. mostly like a pump issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, this is, this is, I think, a good point too. It's like when you're working with investors too, like 
this is their first time especially buying an Airbnb property, they should absolutely be doing every last bit of due diligence prior to closing mm -hmm. on that. And mm -hmm. this was a problem that probably could have been figured out before he For even sure. closed on the property. But I mean, this is why this homeowner, the investor that Maddie's working with was you know, he w wasn't really upset about the situation because he's honestly like, this was That's a my me. bad situation. Yeah. And so we were just there to facilitate the issue. But like, yeah. I, I talked to the septic guy and I was like, how is there any way we could have known? Like, is there something I should have done to like been aware of this? Mm -hmm. And he said a good home inspector would have caught it because in the electrical panel, there was a spot labeled for septic pump. Mm -hmm. So he was like, had you had a really good home inspector, they probably would have noticed that there was a pump and then they would have recommended the septic inspection. Yep. Like the additional pressure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get either. Yep. Yes. <laughs> we both had septic issues. Yeah. I, it's, oh, in my house. Oh, like my, my first property that I purchased also had like, yeah. from now on, it's like, I'm going to do all the inspections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everything. Yep. Yeah. Chimneys, mm -hmm. bugs, structural, yeah. septic wells. As you can tell, we can go on and on about septic. Yeah, septic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I pump those suckers all the time. So, I was like, any potential septic, pump it. Yeah, pump it. Yeah. Get it. Get, get, get everything yeah. out Start of fresh. it. After yeah. high season, it'll be like six months after we pumped it, and we're like, uh, no. Yeah. So like these yeah. houses are used to having like two people in there all yeah. summer long, mm -hmm. yeah. and you max it out every single yeah. day with ten to twelve people. Like pump it, pump it, pump it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks like there's an issue. All right, come over, pump yeah. it. Literally. Pump this, you went away. All right, cool. Yeah. I don't I don't need to know what the actual issue was as long as yeah. we've got. That's for a later problem. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's our next, next story. Which one do you want to tell? Because <laughs> we have shared stories, so it's like. Yeah, you you pick whatever, because I, I can pick from Which whatever. One? Which one? The one with the homeless. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh this one favorite. makes us look so bad, but it yeah, there's something we could have done. Yeah. <laughs> so at our arbitrage units in San Diego, they're. They're in a really good location, but they're downtown. So it's like noisy. There's some homeless people. It's just stuff you deal with being downtown. And we had a guest check in and she sent us a photo of the bed. And she was like, I don't know if the cleaners actually came because like the sheets were folded over and the pillows were flat. Like it looked like someone had just stood up and walked out and like just slept in the bed. And we were like, no, they came, but it was the day before. So there was a night open that like, I don't know. We were like, maybe they didn't clean, but they swore they cleaned. And she was okay with it. She was like, it's fine. I'll still stay. Like, not a huge deal as long as you're sure it was clean. And we're like, yeah, we're sure. And then she's sitting in the living room. And you can see, like, a back door from the couch. And a guy walks in. And he was like, what are you doing in here? Like, I slept here last night. A homeless guy says this to our <laughs> current guest. Oh, goodness. And yeah. she tells us this. She calls me and she tells me this. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, are you safe? Is it, like, what are we going to do? Let's get you out of there. And she's like, no, no, no. I really want to stay. Like, please let me stay. And we were like, it's up to you. I mean, if if you're comfortable staying, like, I'm not going to kick you out. Yeah. And then he came back again. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just fine with it. She just kept telling me to get oh, away. Yeah, she's like, she's I like, love it here. here. She's like, this is the best Airbnb I've ever stayed at. And we yeah. were like. Respect. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like yeah. what? It was like, this is like crazy. this isn't a horror yeah. story. It's like a guest dream. I yeah. know. It sounds like you had the best so guest true. ever. New Victorian Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> but we were like, how did we let this happen? Like, I'll give her was, a discount. Like, right? Yeah. And then we went to meet her, and it was one of those situations where she had been kicked out of her previous Airbnb. So Airbnb paid for her to stay in hours, mm -hmm. and she was just. Crazy town. Yeah. Crazy town. Just as crazy like, as the homeless person. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh I thought town. you said she was like imagining the homeless person. Oh, like she was. That's, no. Oh, I think the reason we actually found out she wasn't lying was we were actually living in San Diego at this point, And I think I went by the next day and I saw the homeless guy just like chilling again. around there. And eventually he like just left. But I think that's what verified. I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the yeah. guy. He was like trying to get in like our courtyard again. Like, he came up go. to Skylar and he was like, that's my friend's house. Like, can I go? Like, no. And we were like, that is not your friend's house. <laughs> 
That's our business. Yeah. <laughs> please, yeah. please, please, please. Yeah. She ended up like Here's deep cleaning. 40 bucks. Get out of here. Yeah. 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 She cleaned all our ceiling fans. She was like cleaning the actual ceiling of the Airbnb when we like went to go like check on yeah. check in on her. Yeah. So I think like crazy attracts crazy. For like sure. that yeah. wouldn't have happened to like one of our normal guests. It was just like when it rains and storms with these crazy situations. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that yeah. story is one of my favorites. So a homeless man spent the night in our Airbnb <laughs> and didn't take anything either. Like he truly just slept in the bed and then left. Left. Gotcha. You just provide that good of an experience. Yeah. yeah. Can't be he couldn't resist. Your guest literally wants, is so thankful that they <laughs> yeah. are literally going to clean your ceilings. Did she leave a review? Yeah. No, the homeless guy. Oh, that's yeah. Five star. Yeah. Four star. Little tip Home, for homeless fans say, hey, can I have your computer? Let me. Uh, yeah. I really. <laughs> I, a few suggestions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe lock your door and don't allow someone yeah. to break in. Exactly. None of snacks in the fridge. I'll go quickly. I mean, yeah, so most reason, like Frederica, I feel like I have so many that it's just like, I got to think last week the week before but yeah most recent would have been had like a a refugee family like families stay at one of the properties and cleaners came at 10 a.m 11 a.m whatever when they were supposed to go and they were they were not leaving they were not going they're all in their pajamas they were like laughing at the cleaners like cleaners like sent like photos of them just being like to like our cleaners Uh, and i called the 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 what's like a refugee agency it's it was like a religious you know group and i called them. i was just like yo they gotta go we got folk coming at 4 p.m yeah and they were so they were so apologetic because they need to work with folk like us you know mm-hmm. who provide housing for for their clients is what mm-hmm. they call them so they just called them a bunch of ubers and literally like had someone come like make them leave so that, that was like last week oh my God. honestly it wasn't bad they they charge i charged like a thousand like a thousand dollar late nice cleaning fee yeah. and they they paid it to me i was like damn i could have gone up from that probably <laughs> yeah i had to tell the next guest who was staying for a month like yo can you come like sorry it's gonna be like 8 p.m because they also trap i mean it w- they didn't do a damage but they like there was crud crud everywhere mm-hmm. so yeah that was and then like a couple weeks ago i uh, had a guest who there was a dog so we have like three apartments like right next to each other and there was a dog barking like one of the guests dogs just wouldn't stop barking i guess so like another guest took it upon themselves to like literally like break down the door and like they didn't like do anything to the dog. I think they just like scared it somehow to stop barking. They literally like oh broken the, they broke the door, they broke in the window. And it's like these guests, like honestly, like they were like, I don't want to like make it. I was assuming there I was like thinking in my mind, like guests broke into the door. They broke yeah. down. They must be like younger more like yeah whatever i was coming to my own conclusion reckless yeah but there was like they were like a grandma grandpa like (laughs) dropping they're like or like going (laughs) to town to see their grandkids at like duke university like they were very like affluent like an affluent family and yeah same thing charge them like whatever thousand dollars and they they paid it instantaneously yeah so i mean you made money for both situations. Yeah, so is this a horror story? Yeah, yeah these horror yeah. stories are like know, dream so situations. Bad. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It just turns into a positive experience. Yeah. You yeah. Charge them. Yeah. It's very yeah. stressful in the moment. Like, your nervous system definitely reacts, but it always worked out. Yeah, and luckily it was Verbo guests who got broken into because they were like, hey, someone broke into here. And we're like, oh, crap, like oh. someone broke oh, yeah. in. But then we look at the cameras, it's like, wait, it was literally a guest in another apartment who broke in like is that good or bad right <laughs> it might be bad but it was verbo so it's not the whole airbnb like taking you down, taking you down you. Oh, yeah, yeah. taking like 10 phone calls just to <sighs> be your turn sir 
<laughs> I've been thinking of what horror story I want to share. <laughs> I'll share one of my favorites, though. This was probably six months ago, maybe, at one of our lake houses. Um, so weed is obviously legal in Michigan. and Obvious. Why is it so obvious? I didn't know this. But... <laughs> News to you all. But... And so we have uh, a family arrive at the lake house and they don't arrive until like 930 at night. So it's already dark outside. We see them come on the cameras. They have one small dog with them. So it's like mom, dad, three kids, small dog. And they're there for like 45 minutes. And, and all of a sudden we get a message from them and they're like, our dog consumed something in your house. It's acting funny. We had to immediately rush to the vet. We're expecting you guys to compensate us for this vet bill, like so on and so forth. Like, we don't know what's wrong. And so I'm like, what could possibly, like, what is a dog going to consume after it's been professionally like cleaned that's going to land this dog in a hospital situation? And so we just like wait, you know, and we look at the cameras and you can see like they're all rushing out, like the mom is holding the dog, like everybody's panicked. And I'm like, what in the world? And so a couple hours later, they message us again and they're like, the vet let us know that our dog must have found an edible on the ground oh. and ate the edible. And I was, and so they were like, we do not consume marijuana at all. That is not, you know, our family's thing. Like, like, this is something that was in the Airbnb already. This is your fault, yada, yada. And I'm like, what? Like, there's no way that we missed an edible, but like, maybe, who knows? And so... Oh, leave the brownie in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, when you're a host, you get Tell so... Things, throw everything out. <laughs> throw everything out. Yeah, do I don't care anything. what... It doesn't matter what a damn, yeah. like, oh, so the nice. It's, it, it's a bottle of champagne. No alcohol. Yeah. No alcohol. And so I was like, you know, you get jaded as a host after a while because you see so many horror stories about people lying to like get refunds, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And so that's a unique one. <laughs> and so I was like, well, maybe like, you know, maybe their kids had it yeah, and like their kids don't want to like tell the parents and they were like eating edibles to like hide that they were getting high or on this family vacation. Like, I get it. And so, so I was, I was like, like, I've been there. I've been there, done <laughs> that. Like, and so I'm like trying to like, determine whether it's justified for us to give them a refund or not right mm -hmm. like because we had it clean we have recordings of it being clean so on and so forth so i decided to reach out to the previous guest and i was like look you are not in any way in any trouble you absolutely are allowed to smoke on our property or eat marijuana on our property like totally fine with it but i just want to know if you guys had edibles and the guest responds immediately and she's like, yes, we did. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> it was our fault. <laughs> so we ended up refunding the guest because they didn't come back to the property. She was like, I don't, you know, I'm worried yeah. that my dog is going to find another mm -hmm. edible. And so we ended up having to refund that guest. We did not make any money on that yeah. situation. Oh, no. But their dog survived. It just took a long nap. And, and it's we just fine. Next thing about it. Yeah. Gosh. One of literally probably most recent guests checked in like yesterday. They were like, hey, it smells smells like weed in one of the bedrooms and our cleaner had sent us a picture of like a J in a toilet. And I was like, can you get the smell gone in the next six hours? Like, do I have to get like a smoke remediation service? And yeah. she was like, yeah, we can do it. And I was like, all right, sweet. And then, nope, still, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Still smell it. But they were cool. They were like, oh, we, we just fortunate having a bunch of bedrooms. They were like, we'll just use other bedrooms. Yeah. Like just... Yeah. Just an FYI. Yeah. 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 Uh, you always have the guests are going to be cool in situations. Like most, yeah. most guests, most guests, but yeah. yeah. It's a game of percentages, unfortunately. Literally. <laughs> this is one that Maddie and I have told a bunch, but if you haven't heard it yet. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh... We have, we had a house in Big Bear, California. It was like our first, like, we actually did like a live in flip and since have sold the property about a year ago now. But 
we just got, it's a single family home, but we kind of turned it into like a makeshift like duplex to run it as two separate units on Airbnb. And we had gotten the first unit all done. And we've had our first guest check in. Maddie and I took a trip down to San Diego for the weekend and we get a call at like nine o'clock at night. The guests had like gone to dinner, came back and they called us and they're like, hey, we just got back from dinner and your entire unit is flooded completely flooded that, that we had kind of looked at the weather. There was like some rain happening. So we're like, Oh dang. Okay. So ended up, we drove back up to big bear that night. They checked out, we get there and it's just like you walk in and it had carpet at the time. So just like mush, there was probably at least like two or three inches of water inside that whole unit. We had just finished this. And so had to go through the whole process. Like next day I drive all the way back down the mountain from big bear, go rent like dehumidifiers. We rip up all the carpet Maddie starts looking into like our insurance policies and stuff. It ended up being a flash flood in the neighborhood and we didn't have flash flood insurance as a part of our homeowner's insurance. So this ended up all coming out of out of pocket for us, but yeah, ended up being terrible. a lot of people it. in California about to face that this week. With I know oh the yeah. first hurricane or tropical storm apparently ever to hit the western part of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how? How does that? Yeah. Our guests Please. are reaching out because we're in. We have arbitrages in San Diego. Yeah, we have two guests checking like, in tomorrow that are already like, hey, like just you know checking in, see if like, there's what? any additional information. I'm like, no, there's no information <laughs> we have that yeah. you don't have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know the question that you need real. to ask them. Huh? Did you buy the travel insurance yeah. on every yes. offers a checkout? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no, it's like, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, none of them have asked yet for like a cancel. I think one said that they might like just move their check-in date to like the next day, um, which I don't know how it would handle a refund of that first day or not. Um, so y'all are in Florida. You don't know how to... Literally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this isn't, yeah. 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 I hear like hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. Last year it was like... Honestly, hurricanes actually worked out pretty well because they hit other parts of the state. So it was gotcha. like everyone's freaking out because they're yeah. like we need housing because our house is mm. well i'm not you know about to get hit by a hurricane yeah yeah and surge pricing no, yeah. i'm just kidding we didn't yeah, no you, were in and you were like bringing them water and stuff i remember that that was well that was so yeah last year sorry i know i mean asking you guys oh. questions but <laughs> no, no. last year the hurricane that hit florida i think it was ian was it Ian? I think so. Mm. Yeah. Ian, it hit. So it hit the western part. So fortunately, like we have two in like West Palm, which is on the east side. So I say West Palm, east side. Sorry, mm-hmm. I mean to confuse anyone there. <laughs> but it hit like the Tampa, St. Pete side. Okay. But it's still, we got like tornadoes. We had, but still a lot of people coming from that area like needed housing. So they yep. stayed with us. And, you know, it was actually really nice because, well, it was a sad experience, but they were really thankful because, you know, they needed housing. So yep. it felt. But then that hurricane went went up went up to the Smoky Mountains, where <laughs> have properties in the Smokies caused power outages everywhere and yeah. bunch of mayhem. Then whooped it over to like Central North Carolina, where no have the rest of the portfolio, <laughs> and literally had power outages at like every house. And I happened to be in town, which you know I normally am not in town. I happened to be there, so I was like, guess I'm just gonna bring everybody. Like I was actually at a wedding there, <laughs> so I just like brought everybody water. Yeah, like waters. Oh my God. Uh, and they were really thankful. So talk every, to your service. Everyone was thankful, yeah. <laughs> and I don't think, yeah, we really had to refund much or anyone, even though hurricanes literally hit every single one of our properties. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I remember um, consuming that content and being like, oh, I'm so glad that's not my situation. <laughs> but right isn't now. it crazy? Like I think we all been through a crazy experience when we launch our properties and we still are in the space mm-hmm. and thriving, but I mean, you got a property, everything stolen when you, yeah. you just started Wait, and what? COVID. Oh, um, oh, wow. I go with my first arbitrage. I got the snow Magellan or whatever it was called. Oh. That winter storm in Texas oh. that basically was a mess. Like cleaners couldn't go to the properties and mm-hmm. everything was shut down. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. you had the flood, the flash flood, and mm-hmm. yeah. we all got like something crazy. <laughs> Your capacity yeah. just gets so much bigger, though, for yeah. chaos. It's yeah. like even like we've had nightmare stories this week, right? That have been like really dramatic, and we've had conversations internally where we're like, "This we would used to lose sleep over. Like we would be like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the thing that crushes my business.'" And now we're like. Of course, you know, yeah. but like, it's just part of it. You just like get used to it. Your like stress response is not the same. Yeah. You're, you're like, okay, yeah. it's part of it. I, I, I just, oh, it's interesting working with investors because they're very fearful of those things. Like yeah. they're like, what if the septic backs up? What if this Then they're done that. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. like, I have yeah. a hard time sympathizing because it's like, we'll figure it out. Like, what do you <laughs> yeah. mean? What if? Like, if that ever happens, we'll yeah. be fine. It's almost and like it it's going to happen. Yeah. Like you have to like happen. go into it. It's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I tell a lot of people when they're asking about getting into a space. And it's like, how do you deal with this situation? What What do you do if this happens? Like, mm-hmm. well, it's going to happen. Yeah. You need to know that sometimes it's fine to having to cancel a stay. Sometimes you may sadly ruin someone's vacation, but it's something mm-hmm. that happens even in hotels, airlines, mm-hmm. it's part of the industry. Yeah. But you know, you you keep after some some so many issues you forget about them that because now we were talking about horror stories, so now I thought about one that was really a horror story. There was a guest left like the gas open on purpose oh, on the stove because he was pissed about something. Mm-hmm. Of course I call it. I think they want to overstay to have to call them and get them out. And when the cleaners went inside, it was like, this smells really, really oh, weird. No. He found the stuff, like he 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 shut the the, 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 the gas and then yeah. left. And of course, like, I call the safety team on Airbnb. It's like, you need to get these people off the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... But, you know, yeah. That's terrifying. I saw one on TikTok where the guests plugged all the drains and left all the water running oh, my when God. they checked out. So someone walked in and their whole house is just filled oh, with water. All God. the faucets are on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? Unfortunately, uh, well, Airbnb, if they stay through Airbnb, doesn't like those stories getting out. So yeah. you do have yeah. a little bit of protection with them yeah. when someone books. But if someone doesn't book through Airbnb, you know, yeah. Verbo, for instance, I think they're, Sorry. I don't know. I mean, you probably know more like Verbo. They don't give, I mean, they don't really care. You can't really escalate yeah. stuff with them. They just. You have a liability insurance with them if things really go south. But, you know, it has to be a big issue. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you need to make sure that people are paying for their third the, party. But uh, even their third party, it goes up to like five thousand. You know, yeah. if they pay fifty bucks, it goes to five thousand. I do a deposit, and honestly, I do like Verbo because you can hold their deposits like no question asked, yeah. mm-hmm. like no questions. You know, not not. We, I'm not going to do that to someone who doesn't yeah. deserve it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, a guest who last time, you know, our, the hot tub is supposed to be off in the summer. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to use the hot tub. They filled it up. They turned the water. It was disgusting water. So, we had to, mm. you know, during, do all that jazz to it. Plus, they left, like, all their IDs and credit cards. So, our crew had to go drive over and ship. It's just, oh I don't I'm not even going to add everything up. Just 500 bucks. Y'all, this was, mm. this was, this y'all were annoying. Yeah. 500 bucks. And, nope, Verbo, two seconds later, accepted. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that, that's why it's also so important that you keep all the communication on in the platforms. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake that we learned the hard way. But... Uh, saved us a bunch of times which is if you are communicating anything outside of the platform through you know calls message text messages go back to the platform and put everything that was discussed so you have proof in case that things happen yep so you have a proof to airbnb BRB was like hey we had this conversation with the guest yeah yeah, yeah versus like sending them screenshots of yeah. text messages yeah. they don't really 
or if it's a call, like you have no proof. Yeah. Yeah. So, At this point, yeah, I don't even like entertain texting with guests oh, no. anymore. It's like if they even try and text me, or even if they call me a lot of times, like I let it, I let the first call go to voicemail, and then yeah. like they double call me, like hey, I'll pick up now, <laughs> or I'll just te- like immediately message them in Airbnb. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. I just finally got my virtual assistants like open phone, open phone. Because mm-hmm. you know, I try to like, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, we're probably all you know, like you said, now what you're doing versus volume, like try to like stay five star like i'm 100%. not i'm not you know our properties like they fucking crush yep. you know they're not they're not you know these cookie cutter apart one bedroom apartments that yep. i do a zillion of them like each property crushes and i always had the feeling like if i was going to offload like the phone calls to a va mm-hmm. you know that the quality would go down but oh, yeah. then i said why is that fucking i don't care they're getting, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> getting a phone yeah. number i'm not getting texts anymore uh-huh. yeah. That was yeah, like a this yeah. week thing. Well, that's like, yeah. I know the book that I think all three of us are reading right now is the buy back your time. Yeah. And yeah, I just love the part where he talks about like just the cadence of the process of like training people. It just, it's so helpful, like taking them through, like making them videos, the checklist, like everything that he outlines in that book. I think it's just perfect for what we do in terms of especially training people to communicate with your guests. Oh, it's yeah. crucial. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I do. Yeah. I mean, I have a team. Yeah. You probably, how many people you got? I mean, so you, how many properties are you now managing? So right now, so I went from 75 to 10 now, but scaling quickly. Mm-hmm. So I do invest. Where those 75? They're that the old company? Yeah, I was, I'm still part of that company as owner, but in a passive role where I still like provide. Any drama there? What is it? Any drama there? Any no, no, actually it was luckily like my, my, my It's partner. a safe zone for, for <laughs> no, 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 it's, partnerships. Now we're doing partnership horror stories. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. We don't have enough time. Yeah. I can, you know, we got two hours. I don't know. We got plenty of time. The real dirt. It was hard having the conversation, but I, I'm glad that, that, that I had the conversation because it is a friend. Steve is a good friend. He helped me, you know, coming to, to America through this company. So I'm so grateful that it's like, I think that the company that was started let me achieve a lot of goals, like living my nine to five, moving to America. Okay. But I don't think that he was able to achieve some goals that he wanted, like retiring and, and things like that. So it's like, I'm going to step aside, focus on what I want to do, and you can run this the way that you want to run it mm-hmm. and hopefully achieve your goals. Some, everything's fine over there, but yeah, over there we have seven, 75. It was around the, 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 the number that I've had. Now I'm around 10, but I'm more like this. We can more like five more. So the thing that, that I'm very invested in is into training because that's, that's what I did in my nine to five for 10 years in the airline industry, training people around the world in the reservation offices. And, you know, just to take the, a call to make our booking over the phone is a month worth training. And I realized the power of training when you have a team. So all my BAs go through a process of, of training. It's a two-week program that we do where they learn all the hospitality. Even if they work at another management company, even if they work at Airbnb, I want them to understand how I like things to be done. Many times you need to do a deep programming of the communication part, and you probably if you hire BAs, you know what I mean, which is like the conversation is very support chat. Like if you're talking to, I don't know, your bank or something like that, and you know you're being handled in the Philippines or something like that, which is it's not that it's wrong, but it's not what I want to provide because I like, I don't have a, property management company face on Airbnb, I keep our faces. Yeah, as you should, it, they do better. Exactly. If otherwise I'd probably be a little. And it's like, how do I make it where they understand that they have to communicate like if they were Mario, or Sarah or Skylar or, or, or another one of my clients. They need empathy. 
the empathy, but also the type of words, because it's very common for them to use like, kindly let me know this, right? And those are very, that words. Passive aggressive. <laughs> but they think that sounds good because that's how they talk in, when you learn English as a foreign language, which is what how I learned English. I have a question. Have recently you seen your your VAs trying using ChatGDP more often? You know, I actually encouraged to them. I told them anything that you can use that's gonna help you on the on on the job. I'm I'm happy that you use it as long as we keep the same standards. Mm -hmm. okay. So if it, if it makes it easier, I said no ChatGDP. <laughs> You're writing this stuff for yourself using your damn fingers. Yeah. None of this cop. <laughs> Because you could just tell it's chat GDP. I'm like, yeah. chat GDP question mark. Like yeah, I started yeah. a screenshot and they're like, yeah, haha. And I'm like, not funny. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I yeah. if, if I can't tell, then it's fine. Right. For sure. But if I can tell, this is obviously. Because yeah. also when they'll ask questions about an area, yeah. that's the that's the issue. When like a guest will ask like, what are some things to do in the area? Oh, yeah. And then they chat GDP and it oh. tells them like stuff that was open five years ago. <laughs> like this is a very fun family activity to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. like that's, yeah, that's no more. Read the room, part. read the room. Yeah. How do you set up those systems? So you already have something prepared for that. So true. we try to have like all the common questions, like, I don't know, how to use the pool heater. So we already have something in there. Videos. So I try to. You let them touch the pool heater? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I blocked that off. I, I put a fence around that with a lock. I don't, no yeah. pool equipment. I, yeah, yeah, 85 oh. degrees. It's not changing. Okay. I'm not doing the paying more money to blast it to 100 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it'll never get to 100 degrees while they're there. Uh, That's yeah. like such a big pool. Yeah. That we're no, I, we do like. tell yeah. them like, like the range of temperature you can use. So. 85. Yeah. That's where it is. That's good advice. Yeah. We were at 78 and we were getting too many complaints. Yeah. So. 85 is the optimal because the people at 90, they're like, it's too hot. Like, well, it's Florida. I can't turn the turn the sun down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we did 78 too. That's good to know. Because I Googled 85. it and it said 78. Yeah, I was same. like, sure. Literally the optimal temperature. <laughs> yeah. Mark my words. Which is Thank a, me a later. conversation we had this week, right? Yeah, we were it's just like, there we yesterday. What's the best temperature? 78 is like kind of chilly, right? I don't know. Yeah. We didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe upstate New York. Too. It's yeah. like, it seems like counterintuitive to like have a heated pool and a hot tub. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, don't you want this like refreshing? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, because I went to Palm Springs for christmas and i'm going again this year and the the pool was like a hundred degrees yeah and there was a hot tub it was like 105 i'm just like this is this is this is absurd i mean i was like i'm not paying this electric bill yeah <laughs> i don't see any solar panels on this house uh, yeah that's what they got to do there though that's yeah, like yeah. palm springs like they're all and i guess next part i'm gonna get to i feel like commonalities amongst us is like we're investing in places that there's probably less data mm -hmm. you know less less competition you know the scottsdale that palm springs like those markets if you don't have the heated pool don't have the hot tub don't have you know the putt putt at this point yeah. like you're screwed you're screwed you're not yeah. you're not winning but you know in some other places you know michigan upstate new york mm -hmm. like north carolina you know, there's no there's no like blueprint for what exactly you need to do to win. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, my question is, how do y'all how are we winning? How are we all winning? Because I feel like we're still hitting home runs where like a lot of people you see on social media, like maybe in 2020, they actually were really good investors and they, you know, pretty easily hit home runs. Mm -hmm. And now maybe they're, you know, making so much money with everything they're doing that they can spend a half million dollars in cash to to make to hit you know, what appears to be a home run online. Yeah. But how are you doing it for investors? Yeah. You know, how, how are we still hitting home runs? Yeah, I think it's, 
for for our properties that we set up for investors and our own, we're performing like 40 to 60% higher than what AirDNA told us that we would, which is amazing, but we don't bank on that happening. So we obviously have to make sure, especially with investors, that it underwrites at whatever the actual revenue should be. And then so we can like outperform them. But I think it's all about the design and all about the photos. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. And then <laughs> design photos. Yeah, once yeah. you have that, then it's like the welcome gifts and the amenities and the good customer service. Y'all all do welcome gifts here? Yeah. I Everyone? do so many. Yeah. <laughs> we do. I do zero welcome gifts. Oh, you yeah. have to start. Well, it depends on your it depends on your clientele. Yeah. It's got Always a nice clientele, it. but what, yeah. what? Well, yours is thousand. simple though. Like yeah. it's not extra like well, you go above and beyond where yours is like yeah. but you're in a very bougie market. Yes. Right? Like mm -hmm. Hudson is like perfectly curated. It's like instead like, of going to the Hamptons this year, I'm gonna try yeah, out Hudson. Yeah, exactly. yes. I'm gonna try it out. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. in lake houses, it's like the expectation is so much lower. Yeah. And so for us, it's like, okay, we're just gonna stock graham crackers, mm -hmm. like s'mores kits, right? Or yep. maybe pancake mix that's like just add water pancake mix. But even yeah. that, I mean, compared to like, you see other Airbnbs oh. and like, even over the last like five years, a lot of those getting like, you know, whittled out of the market, but it's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, compared to a place that doesn't even have K-cups in it and you're <laughs> providing a s'mores kit, like that's already yeah. such an elevated experience yeah. but that also, they're used to. I mean, something that we're doing is like, I'm, I'm building with my team some type of like concierge section on our internal system which is like, okay, let's understand who's coming to our properties every time, like every state that we have, what are they coming for and what can we do to make it more special? Yeah. Which is some of the things that you've seen the last couple of weeks where, you know, we had uh, all type of things from weddings, anniversaries, like a 50 year old wedding anniversary. It's like, okay, let's do something and let's have the cleaner, you know, yeah. write a note or something like that with our names. We had the, the, a family that, you know, this is a really nice story. It was a family that they reach out and they say, hey, we're 16, which is the maximum capacity, but I was wondering if we can bring another two kids because it's a custom, so they want to be together. Nope, we maximum capacity, 16. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hard line. <laughs> right, but what she's sharing is like, you know, one of my nephews is going through a heart cancer treatment, oh, very aggressive. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, right. of course, <laughs> it, can, it, can yeah. be, <laughs> it can be 18. Fine. Yeah. But it's like, okay, what can we make? Because it's like, we want to make, make something special without making it feel on the spot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, it's like nephews, like cousins. So I, we asked ask her like, is there any like dietary restriction or something like with the treatment? No. So we set up like a campfire kid with s'mores and, and popcorn and I know when you get the review and, and, and she says like, you know, my grandma was in tears from happening just for that small touch. That, that, that's what I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love to do. For me, I have so much, so much joy because I know these people are going to come back to stay with us, but that's not what we do it. But that's the ROI I'm talking about yeah. when mm -hmm. we put that extra dollar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think on the, like, I, I think in our bubble, we're so used to all this stuff and we're like, of course it's design and amenities. But I feel like when I started mm -hmm. posting our numbers on social media, I'm like, look how good we're going, doing in upstate New York. People will message me and be like, I'm going to invest in upstate New York. Yeah, and automatically. Like, what town yeah. are you in? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're in, I don't know, damn, Hudson, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm Hudson. Go Hudson. Yeah, yeah, I just I just bought a townhouse. Yeah. I just bought a $1.7 million townhouse with no backyard in Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and oh, no, why am I not getting booked? Yeah. <laughs> like, They're not going to get, like, if you want to invest in upstate New York, and you want those numbers, you have to work with me. Like, yeah. I'm so confident. There's no way you could go do that and like hit what we're hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's years of experience, all of us yeah. combined. Like, well, yeah, I you know. think what you were saying too, like when you first answered Jeremy's question, it's like the design and the photos. But I think even beyond that, it's more so just like the vision of a particular property, especially yeah. in these markets. It's like, to your point, 
can't just go buy a random townhouse in the same city. That's not how this works. It's mm -hmm. like you have to find the particular house in the particular city that works. And a lot of times I'm not saying it's like an it factor. It's like you have it or you don't. But ultimately, you have to have that experience level to know that market well enough and to know like maybe this property that's across the street from the one that would do really well would not do well. And you yeah. Sometimes you really have to, you know, just know your stuff and yeah. have that experience to be able to answer that. Mm -hmm. at, at this point, do you guys agree or disagree that there is no market in the U.S. where automatically you can just buy any property or rent, arbitrage mm -hmm. for that matter, any property and you're automatically going to win? No. no. I don't unless it's like some random ass small town that like you live in. So, you know, these intricacies. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no way that we could find one. Yeah, or it's a place like, I mean, sometimes you'll find there's, oh, like there's a big construction going yeah. on at some random place in some random area. And, yep. you know, oh, all these construction workers need housing for two years. Mm -hmm. yep. So, you know, you can just have a vanilla house, yeah. you know, a couple blocks away from the construction house. And mm -hmm. for a couple of years, like things are really yeah. good. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely one off cases of in certain times where like oil yeah. towns when they have a boom yeah. yeah. come in and like provide the it and then, but, yeah. but you still, you still need to understand the, the the cost part especially if you are doing arbitrages because i've seen that a lot where people see that a market is performing and it's like well i'm gonna get, get in with an arbitrage <laughs> but it's like yeah. okay you're gonna be paying rent and your base costs are already high so you and if you also want to have a management company you're gonna be way higher than the owner that is self-managing so you already have to have higher rates for the for the beginning to break even, yep. yeah. and then a lot of people are disappointed when other people are, doing are making money and you're not, but your costs are high. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. And I think something with arbitrage in particular. I mean, I I'm gonna make assumptions that we're all like in agreement here that like owning long term is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like owning unique properties that someone can't just come in and plop. Because I think the thing with arbitrage, especially you know people who want to get in with less money, they want to go after one bedroom, two bedrooms, mm -hmm. studios. And, you know, if they do that, you, you get a one bedroom up. Sure, it costs $5,000 to get a one bedroom up. But, you know, the thing is, a hundred other people can just come in yep. and just do, yeah. you know, the same thing, same exact thing you're doing. Sure, you guys, you know, are buying off someone's furniture sheet online mm -hmm. and, you know, you've got the property management system and the price labs, but everyone's got that, yeah. Yeah. you know, so maybe it works for you for six months, but then, oh, the winter doesn't go as planned. Yep. So you truly, again, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but you got to be unique. You got to be unique. Like yeah. you got to do something someone else can't do. Like you guys just said, like upstate New York, like if you want to crush it, you, you, you got it. These are the kingpins there, yeah. you know? <laughs> arbitrage has a place right? oh for sure like, yeah. for it's sure. got a place it was the beginning of all of our journeys Absolutely. it is a good stepping stone but for what sure. i always tell people is like you better get ready to deploy that money in something yeah. that you own yeah. like that ship is not it doesn't have longevity behind it like mm -hmm. whether it be the landlord that's going to kick you out or the fact that it's so replicatable that it gets oversaturated or whatever the case may be like if you're going to have arbitrage as a port a part of your strategy pour it into something that you own. Like have yeah. that be a stepping stone. Cause if yeah. you don't make that transition, then there is a shelf life on it. And yeah. You're not gonna see that or I would yeah. say you need to be in a city where there is right. If you're going to do like the apartment game, yeah. one, two, you got to be in a city where there's regulation yeah. and like you're zone, the right zoning. Yeah. And there's some barrier to entry. That's, yeah. that's all I'm saying is like, there has to be a barrier to entry, yeah. whatever yeah. you're doing, or you're doing like a type of property. You got to, 
big property with a big backyard. Yeah. That mm -hmm. it, luxury arbitrage is a game. Like that's a play right now. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people that are crushing it. Yeah, even like, like the midterm yeah. like arbitrage game in like these big cities like yeah, LA and New York. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 But you're seeing that shift, right? It's like a lot of us, when we first entered this space, it was like the one, one arbitrage method of true like competition with hotels was working. Oh, yeah. And now you're seeing this divide of like either people going in the direction of midterm rentals with that style of property or into more unique stays. And so that like direct competition with hotel version of arbitrage that existed so heavily before really is like kind of fizzling out. Yeah. And so I just well, definitely think that's in the, the cities where there's just no, I mean, like, think about pretty much every Texas city. Yeah. You know, even like Austin's getting like crushed right now. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, Houston was like the, the first one where yeah. it was just literally like negative barriers to entry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> free for all. So were you in Houston? Hate, oh, yeah. Hate Houston. Yeah. 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 Was, both of them were free for yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I go, I, like, I, I took management on a property in Houston right before that. Like, and, and you know, when you're not performing the numbers and you're just learning, it's like so disappointing to, you know, go to your client and say, listen, we're crushing the competition and still not, not making money. It's a lot, a lot of competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And the only operator now that I know that's like really excelling in Houston is arbitraging super luxurious right. properties. Like exactly. Because like high barrier to injuries, they're yeah. probably spending 30 to 50K. Setting it up. Yeah. 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 Getting convincing the homeowner to put in a hot tub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah. And at that point, you're like, you have to sign a ridiculous lease. It has to be like three to five years for you to justify that spend. But but people are doing it and they're crushing at it. And it's still less expensive than buying a property. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for us, it's been like a, a lifestyle play. Like yeah. we want a midterm rental arbitrage in L.A., because we want to be there for part of the year. Yeah. yeah. And same with Hudson, like the building that we rent an entire building, it it's probably worth 1.5 million. If we were to buy it in Airbnb, we would make no money. Yeah. yeah. But arbitrage makes a lot of sense. You and rent an entire building? Yes, because mm -hmm. in okay. Hudson you can only have an Airbnb if it's on your primary residence parcel. So you live in Correct. that building? Yes. Like actually do. Like, we, we live. Do. We do yeah. now, but we're, our plan is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six months in a day. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah, give it time, but six months in a day. Yeah. So it like <laughs> How it many other out. apartments in the building? Just, One. Yeah, it's oh, just okay. two yeah. total. So, so we live upstairs and then the Airbnb units downstairs. But the regulations are kind of fun in Hudson. Like you can make it work for us like we wanted to live there yeah. and similar to like our hopeful new midterm rental in LA over the next couple months that we can get. I'm going to LA end of month, y'all. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Um, end of September. I yeah. Yeah. So I'll be there. Yeah, well, I'll be there end of August. Oh, August. No. Okay. Staying in a hotel. But we'll see you in San Diego, though, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, oh let's go. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, to so your point about the regulation play, I think, oh, yeah. like with arbitrage and just anything, like you can almost now use it to your advantage. Like yeah. in Hudson, I think our unit is luxurious, but I think also part of that is there's not a lot of options in Hudson because mm -hmm. some of the Airbnbs did get grandfathered in, but I want to say they're actually taking away those permits eventually here They'll too. Expire. So the supply is going to even come further down. And since it is our, you know, the residents that we've kind of live in, it's our primary residence, we're able to still run that listing. Quick question for you, upstate New York or the Poconos? <laughs> depends on what type of airbnb investor yeah. you are i would say i mean this, what do you mean by that <laughs> <laughs> this yeah this could be it. more of like a conversation <laughs> about like even what you were saying we kind of 
personally all go after markets that don't have that data necessarily to support. Pocono's got Pocono's a lot of it now. Is the yeah. opposite. Thanks to your, your, exactly. uh, yeah. to your so colleagues. I think now. that's ultimately <laughs> like when you are starting to see like all this like institutional type of money come into the space, like taking over. When he says market, that, he says me. When, when exactly. all my. Exactly. Yeah, he's, got, yeah. he's part of that. Yeah. He is, this yeah, is yeah. big, big pharma <laughs> yeah. Airbnb yeah. right here. This is why. Yeah, I just play my be. role. Yeah. Hey, it's just a check's a check. Yeah. A check's a check. But I think it's your point. Yeah, it's like you don't want, you don't even want to go look at some of the listings that these types of companies are putting out because it's like you don't, you just don't have the capital as a first-time Airbnb investor to compete with something like that. So yeah. why would you? Like, there's other markets that, out there that, that you can go after. The, that's the problem that a lot of people are trying to invest. They look at these markets and say, well, if so many people are making so much money. Mm -hmm. I should get in that market. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're crashed because yeah, like in the you Poconos, can't compete with that. On an average, like three, typically we're buying three between three and five bedroom homes. The average renovation and furnishing price on one of those is probably around 150K. And that's not even including your closing costs, down payment. That's just what we spend on like a renovation and furnishing of that place. So it's like, you really have to have a decent amount of capital if that's the type and of that game that you want to play. That house is probably costing you like four. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, putting twenty five, yep. twenty percent down. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, I, I thankfully I'm not I'm not the wrong person to ask about like the acquisitions and stuff like that. Like I truly just play that like renovation management type role. But just even from that perspective, like you can't if if you're a first time Airbnb investor and you're even a little bit skeptical, just stay out of those types of markets. Like there's no point for you to try it. I think it's interesting why that why institutional people go into these markets mm -hmm. and it's because they have so much risk playing with so much of other people's money. Yep. You have to go into a market where it's almost as for sure of a thing as it can be. Yeah. Yep. And that mm -hmm. is the Poconos, Scottsdale, Florida, because yep. there's so, so much data available. Yep that it's much safer for them to deploy. Yeah. Even and for a lower return, it's worth it for them. Yeah, it's right. almost cool to look at now if from that side of things also is like they have so many listings in a particular market that you not only become your own competition, Analyze. but you become your own data source. Right. Yeah. right. Like every time now that we're looking at buying a different house in the Poconos in particular, it's like we don't even need to go look at other like listings there. We just go look at what did our portfolio do over the yeah, last few months and we can now anymore. estimate what this new home is going to do. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool wild. Owning yeah. your own data. Yeah. 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 But and I that's think, the okay. oh, I was going to say, I think as like new investors and seeing, you know, institutions come in and play this game, it's like you have to go where there is a lack of data mm -hmm. if you want to have a return that's impactful. Yeah. Yep. Right. Or you got to be the one who creates the data. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then when Skylar and his cronies <laughs> roll through and plop in 20 properties, yeah, exactly. they're just pushing your property value to the moon. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you sell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I'll say like, like the lake yeah. I started on, like I was, we were like the, that was like the third Airbnb on the lake or something. Mm -hmm. And then got TikTok, you know, exactly. posted a couple little videos here and there. And <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, there's 52. Yeah. But you know, yeah. But honestly, we still we're still doing fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, I manage some of the other people's too. Mm -hmm. But the property values at this point, like they've just yeah. completely skyrocketed. So yeah. you gotta get in, you gotta make money, you gotta scale your portfolio, and then start talking yeah. about it. And that's yeah. like, I feel like Lesson the next learned. conversation <laughs> too is like in the next five years with all the Airbnbs and how the industry has just grown. It's like, I know people have talked about purchasing homes based off of like cap rate and not mm -hmm. necessarily like the home's value. I actually think you had a story about this. Someone said they wanted to sell their home for like 700,000 yeah. based off of the Air Airbnb, Airbnb data, but 
the house bank. was worth like four hundred thousand. Yeah. Well, the, the, the issue like with that. that is the banks don't aren't gonna appraise exactly. your property. Yeah, it has to be cash. Yeah, yeah. and then you got the appraisal garbage. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's. I, I like I like your your. I'm not like throwing shade at your <laughs> employer. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Gonna listen. To yeah. Like, yeah. We will not name. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's kind of the your guys like kind of like hypothesis yep. is that at some point you know you're going to sell them and when you do yep. you're selling them to an like a big hedge fund or something exactly. at a cap rate exactly which like yeah. we'll be i'll be super curious to see if that happens yeah, yeah. that would well, be sold them at cap rates before already i believe has, so yeah, yeah. At the very on like a cup like individual individual properties. properties yeah but that yeah. coconuts and joshua tree they've done quite a few yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. there there are people who will if have cash about, so yeah. like people with cash essentially because yes. the bank's not going to finance it yeah mm -hmm. and if you think about like if, if an investor works for me my service fee is like an appraisal gap coverage so you yep. could buy yeah. something turnkey and put the service fee towards yeah. that coverage instead well and i yep. think we forget that like people have two problems in the world it's either not enough cash or too much yeah and so if you find someone with too much but the, and they can bury it in real estate and receive the tax benefits and have something mm -hmm. that's already set up like it makes sense for them mm -hmm. but tax for us benefits. on this side we're like why would anyone ever pay right. that gap? Yeah, 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 but there are people out there where it makes perfect sense for them to do that. Mm -hmm. yep. So let's get into tax benefits. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> so what I, I think, and I think you were the one who kind of like opened my eyes to it of like investors in your, I say Dodge Caravan, Caravan Dodge. It's like a type type Orange of car. Cadillac. Cadillac. <laughs> Dodge Caravan. Are you talking about the school bus. Cadillac. <laughs> yeah, I was, that's exactly. Well, I'm calling investors. it Dodge Caravan from now. On. <laughs> Dodge Caravan. It's Car a more luxurious <laughs> <than> <laughs> title. Sorry. How dare Your you? Ferrari property, <laughs> yeah, Lambo. You. But uh, you were like, yeah, the investors. They they're real estate investors, so they already make money from their real estate, and they want to offset that. Yeah. And so tax advantages was like the reason they wanted yeah. to invest. I'm like. People invest for tax advantages. Mm -hmm. yeah. What are these tax advantages of real estate? Because I'm assuming, you know, for most of us, first, like it was like we got to make money. Yeah. Like we got we we don't want jobs. You know, we don't want normal jobs. So the first step is let's make some cash. Yeah, cash is key. And then it's like, oh, you started making cash, and it's like, wait a minute, I don't want to like I paid a little bit too much last year to mm -hmm. to, to Uncle to Sam. Uncle Sam. Yeah. Oh wait, that's why investors buy not for cash right. to pay less to Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. light bulb yeah. yeah yeah i remember the employer that we've mentioned several times on this podcast he sat with all of us because that's how i met maddie and skylar right he sat with all of us right when we all started working for this fund and he went through like top to bottom how real estate works and we had like i personally had never had that education right i understood interior design i understood airbnb but it, I didn't understand how the money moved full circle mm -hmm. right all the way through and i remember sitting on an hour call with him and he starts going over cost segregations and bonus depreciation and, and investor motivations. And he just explained it in a way that was so digestible that like, he, I remember him pausing the call and him being like, Sarah, your jaw is on the floor. <laughs> like you just had a light bulb moment. And for me, I was like, that just flipped my world upside down because it helped me see what the investor was interested in. And we have yep. such a hard time breaking from like our own lens and yeah. our own motivations and so for him to like expand it in that way i was like oh like what if i wouldn't have had this full understanding for another 10 years you know mm -hmm. but it makes yeah. dealing with investors so much easier because you understand their motivation and it's not cash flow yep. like their problem is that they have too much cash and they're figuring out how to deploy it anywhere other than mm -hmm. to the government if you're one of those mm -hmm. people 
please set us up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this podcast is brought to you by... <laughs> this is a call to action. Yeah. <laughs> DM, click here to... Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, minimum that's, check size, yeah. hundred, hundred yeah. grand. <laughs> yeah. That but is it, a crazy thing. Like, yeah. I feel like the last couple of years, that's been a big realization for me is there's so much money is in the world just oh. in general and how real estate is like that perfect vehicle for those folks to just like plant their money in. And like, yeah. how can we be the, you know, supporting cast of making it passive for them at this point? I think at least that's where I think Maddie and I are like, let's put our heads down for a few more years and just like help these people, you know, get to retirement quicker. And that'll help us get to retirement yeah. quicker as well. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's really the one of the only ways to turn this into like built out career mm-hmm. because you're going to run out of your own capital at some point. Right. Yeah. And then you have to like wait for your bank account to fill back up. And then it's like prolonging the life that you want to live exactly. because you can't spend the cash flow that you're making because mm-hmm. you have to reinvest Invest it. it. Yep. And so if you understand how to work with investors, then all of a sudden you get all of your cash flow back mm-hmm. plus access to all of their cash. Yep. And yeah. so it's like that's like you have to lean into working with investors mm-hmm. if you want to scale in this business. Like yep. you have to understand that component. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I feel like for me, I, well, I started predominantly like working with investors. And then was like, damn, each one of these deals is kind of a lot of work. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather give me any debt in the world. I'll, I'd rather take it on all myself and yeah. like yeah. partition it mm-hmm. or partition the success to investors. Yep. Yeah. But it's definitely, but then I also heard how you structured your deal and how you're saying, I'm like, damn, maybe we can structure deals a little differently now. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I were, fucked that one up. All right. <laughs> you have to, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I it makes mean, it worth your while. Otherwise, it's just like not worth your while to do. Yeah. 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 But I mean, for, like when you're talking about how you structure it and you worked with friends and you pulled a bunch mm-hmm. of money and everybody brought, you know, 25, 35, 45 K like you have to have that experience at the beginning to even understand how to like make people move. Right. But in an ideal case scenario, you have one investor, one boots on the ground yeah, and yeah. it's a higher return. And they're not, they're, they're, you're doing your job. They're writing the checks. They're yeah. not asking mm-hmm. too many questions. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have your one call, you explain it and then the money starts coming into them. Yeah. They're happy. That's it. Yeah. You don't yeah. know, you don't need to talk on the phone every night. You don't need to yeah. I'm looking at you. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. I have I have clients on both ends of, of the spectrum. Like I have one client who sent me all the money. Like I send him the design plans. He's like Perfect. Yeah, sure. Looks I'm like, good. we need this, we need this. I don't care. KK. And then it's all done. He's like amazing. Like this was perfect. Yeah. And that is that's the best kind of investor you can find is someone mm-hmm. who fully trusts you to just do yeah. your job. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't, it feels a lot like having a nine to five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. feels a lot like having a boss again yeah. if you have someone who is like super, super involved in every single little detail. Yeah. And I think that's where for you goes to the property management, wanting yeah. to work with the investors Something. who like know. And I'll speak for myself. Like I started, you know, arbitrage property management. I was like, well, arbitrage, like you really just pay their landlord the money. And, you know, for the most part, that's that's it. Yep. Whereas like the homeowner might be a little bit more, especially if they're going to the home as like their second home. Do you have do you have those where people actually go to them I or have, more just the investor clientele? No, I had some, some of those. And I, I had some people that were able to, you know, purchase property when that was cheap at 3% and they didn't know what to do with the property. And so I heard that Airbnb is the best, you know, option. And that was a struggle because like they wanted to keep all the like high margins with low investment into the property. Or just because you put like $20,000 in reserves in the pool, that should be enough to cover for all the deficiencies of the property Mm -hmm. and guests should be happy. And that became really challenging. Again, I was like having 
like stress attack and panic attacks almost of people reaching out <laughs> like for the minimum thing as i know i don't want to work with this anymore yeah. so he I wanna... called me he was like i introduced that investor to uh, him and he's like damn it sarah I... he's like can i let this person go i'm like by all means <laughs> i won't my feelings won't be hurt yeah, yeah. Not at all. like if it's making anyone lose sleep like if there's not synergy between you and your investor mm -hmm. you and your property manager whoever the case is it's like it ruins the whole thing. Like, yeah. But I, I think worth it. I think you had to go through that for multiple reasons. First of all, because that's how you get started. Yeah, yeah. beggars can't learn. be choosers at exactly. the beginning. And that's exactly. what, like, honestly, I know we're all kind of like venting a little bit right now. <laughs> but like, we'll all take this a thousand times over oh, uh, yeah. a fucking job. Like, we yeah. will, like this is, this is like yeah. you gotta yeah. humans are gonna complain about things. Like that's. Yeah. That's nature, but it's a relationship game for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah and at the end of the day, it's like, what do you do? What do you do with that experience? Again, I I learned that what I don't want to work with, who do I know I, I don't like to have as a client, and no, I can say, well, I, I want to choose who I want to work with. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's like you're excited. It's like any new property that you onboard in your property management company is like a big huge win, mm -hmm. even if the person does not align with your uh, vision. And I, I'm guessing like your first deal with investors is gonna be something similar. Yeah. It may be a person that. It's not the ideal client. It may feel like a nine to five for, for a while, but at the end of the day, it's gonna give you all the lessons and learning of how do you do the deal and also, okay, now I know when I interview a, a potential client, what do I need yeah. to ask so I don't end up with the same type of client or situation. Yeah. yeah. So it is a learning lesson. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think Maddie is doing something very interesting with investors because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you are getting into a business partnership with this investor. Mm -hmm. And so you have another hand in the pot. And like the way I structure Orange Cadillac, I am in relationship with those investors for until we exit the property, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Whereas you are doing something completely different that allows mm -hmm. you to be in and out as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a test, like a trial period. Like, let's do one property together. They pay a much larger service fee because we don't keep any of the equity or the cash flow. And it's upfront. Yeah, yes. and it's upfront. Well, fifty percent deposit and then relatively payments, upfront payments while they while we do the property. But I think like our our ideal scenario is we work with someone once on that larger service fee, and if it works really well and if we all vibe together, then it's like a very long term partnership where we do have a smaller service fee and a share in the equity and the cash flow. Because yep. that builds that allows us to not have to keep working forever yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. the monthly income yeah. and every yeah. deal is going to be mm -hmm. different too like based off the investors too like you know again like going back to the conversation some don't really even want the cash flow so if we can maybe right. take a higher split of the cash flow give them more of the equity so i think it's you know on a if you're grouping investors together or you're working with an individual you really have to ask them those types of questions on like what's important what's going to get that deal done because mm -hmm. we're also very flexible i think in those positions as of right now right. yeah yeah, honestly, y'all are providing awesome service. Like, it, it's cool. It, it yeah. is a yeah. great service. And like, it works. I think the one really cool thing, especially with these initial investors, was that service fee was baked into the pro forma. Yeah. So it's not mm. like, you know, the pro forma said it was going to be X cash on cash return. And then, oh, we also have this hefty service fee that we're not counting in this. It was all baked within the pro forma. So like the service fee, yes, it was hefty, but the deal still works with that service fee in included. So it's almost yeah. a no brainer for the yeah. investor to be like, yeah, please yeah. do it for me. We did have our minds blown the other day, though, when oh, um, yeah. we were talking about different deal structures and we were dealing with someone who is a private money lender. And he told Maddie, he was like, you know, you can keep your fee that you charge as a service fee and have equity and yep. cash flow. Yeah. Like, you is... could do all three. Like you're still leaving money on the table. Mm -hmm. And although that's hard to hear, like from our perspective of like the deals we've already made with partners and investors, and you're looking at it and you're like, 
Well, now that my eyes have been open to this option, like it makes everything we've done up to this point seem like a L, you know? It's yeah. Like, you know you left money like, on the table. God damn. Like, yeah. 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 So it's like you have to go Pardon through me. those deals <laughs> yeah. and just yeah. like accept that like you are paying the price of learning exactly. by like yes. leaving money on the table. And that's okay, right? Yeah. It's okay to like listen to somebody else's deal and be like, wow, that was so good. But it, like, wow, what did I do? I'm pretty sure that you know if you wanted to structure like that from the beginning, it may not not have happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this it's it's literally how you learn. Like, wow, the richest people pretty much in the world are people who get money, get given money by investors to invest on their behalf. Mm -hmm. That is, I mean, that is a fact right there. That is predominantly how people get wealthy. Mm -hmm. They aggregate other people. They get rich people. They don't. They don't get two dollars from. A hundred yeah. people. Yeah. You know, they don't pull money from a bunch of 22 year olds <laughs> like like your 23 year old, like your boy over yeah. here. They get one, you know, t- three pension funds who give yeah. millions, billions of dollars. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and I think there's this perception that like if you're going to raise capital, you have to have this huge network. Like the reality is, is like if you had five investors that mm-hmm. could fund one deal a year, like you're set. That's yep. all you need. You know, it's five relationships like. It's not this like monstrous thing that you have to build out. It's just mm-hmm. one, two, you know. It's or so people much people talk to like investors talk. So you do you do well for one person. Like yeah. they've got they go to the country club. Yeah. They hit. Oh, I, I, I yeah. own I own a house in Smoky Mountains now. Yeah. Like yeah. oh, where that's cool. Like yeah. Yeah. and inherently we're doing something fun that everybody is exactly. interested. In. Yeah. You know, sure. we have the yeah. advantage of having like that lifestyle component where like investors can either be like proud that they own this vacation home that maybe mm-hmm. they never go to or yeah. they're like oh i have this very lucrative investment that i also can go to and they do you know and yeah. so mm-hmm. i think it's just like we have their attention because it's both an investment and a lifestyle yeah. play for them so, yeah. yeah and it's like a hot topic nowadays yeah. or it's, it's yeah. became yeah. a very yeah airbnb investing is like the sexy option for everyone that's like not in real <laughs> estate at all yeah, yeah. and like, honestly in terms of like individual investing there really is not like many alternatives to yeah. actually making money. Right. Sure. I mean, the couple of years ago was uh, self storage. Like that was kind of yeah, the, yeah. that was because that everyone had all this crap during COVID and then mm-hmm. it's hard to make money in self storage now. Like yeah. that, that door kind of closed. I mean, I looked, I was like, damn, that sounds so, so dope. You're like people yeah. just got to like type in a code at a gate yeah. and they don't have to employ anybody. You don't have yeah. to clean anything. <laughs> like this sounds like a, a pretty, like I'm, I'm kind of looking into this. Literally. Like I'm like, wait, eh, actually, Really, short-term rentals is like the only way to, at least if you guys know of anything no. else, tell me. No, I'll let you know. I'm yeah. open ears. I'm yeah. being an Airbnb guru is fun, but yeah. I, don't, I'm, I don't care. Yeah. 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 No, it is a lot of fun. I think the only other one that I've ever looked at, like potentially leaving Airbnb for, would be buying businesses, like small businesses mm. that are old mm-hmm. and yeah. don't have technology and haven't been streamlined. Like Cody Sanchez's model, basically. Yeah, you don't like cool. software companies? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a no. software Long company? Term. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But you know, it's funny because we were talking about this a lot this week when we were touring properties and going to this property and this other. I was telling them, this is like playing The Sims. <laughs> yeah. I'm grown up version. Yeah. Like, I grew up playing The Sims. Like, yeah. playing, like these, these I know cool you houses. Too, right? yeah. You play The Sims. I was like, well, now, oh, yeah. now we get to do it with like. We all play The Sims. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Look at all these commonalities yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, just we're like crazy. laying by the pool while Fede does like the breezeway inspections. Like it's it's such <laughs> yeah. a lifestyle play. It's oh, yeah. so yeah. fun. I remember yeah. playing The Sims like get a cheat code to get like a thousand more dollars. I would like I would like put a like a I'd put like a stapler on top of the enter so it would just keep, <laughs> keep yeah. give so me more funny. money. I'd come back an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a jailbroken Sims game and so mm. I just had like. I would make like Damn, you really got all the cheat. You got all the hats. Damn, Jailbreak. I didn't think of that. I know. Um, so I could make like floating houses and things like that. I'm oh, just really like yeah. balls to the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now so it's our real life. Yeah. So now let's talk about. So we I know we started on the the scary parts, and you know uh, we we vetted or we vented a little bit about investors and stuff <laughs> like that. But the great the lifestyle part. Oh. What is let's. Awesome. What are the awesome aspects of, you know, what, what we do for a living? Yeah, do what do you love? What do you love? It's just owning my own time. Yeah. I mean, owning my own time. I just, you know, whatever I want to be doing, whatever I want to be doing from whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that many of us, we come from this factory type of education where, yeah, you go to, to, to school, college, and then nine to five, enjoy the weekends and then retire. Right. And actually being living this lifestyle well, where I'm here in New York right now, enjoying you guys, while my business is running, it's just amazing. And I never thought I would be able to do that. I think there's some, there's something that for all of us at some point made a change in our brains that, okay, this could be possible and this mm -hmm. is the life I want to live. Mm -hmm. And just being able to live that life, I feel so grateful and lucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. And I think it's as small as like, when I wake up in the morning, if I don't feel like working that day, I don't have to. Yeah. And I don't have to log on to Slack and pretend I'm sick. I don't have to like do anything. I can go to Pilates at 1 p.m. and not worry about like getting an important email while, while I'm in class. Like I truly answer to no one. And it yeah. is so freeing. Like I haven't worked in a week because you guys are visiting. And yeah. that is like a luxury that you that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and even for me beyond that, because like I could echo both of those things yeah. and be like, yeah, completely resonates. <laughs> But beyond that, I think that the community in short-term rentals, like the people who are doing this, all are very visionary, very aspirational, have a, you know, ideal life that they're all pursuing. But it's like put us in places that I think a lot of us are genuinely happy. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't feel like as competitive as corporate America felt. It felt it feels like when I meet people like all of you, all of a sudden I'm like these are the friends that I wanted my entire life. Like, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the people that you get to build alongside you really vibe with, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that has ultimately turned into one of my favorite parts where I'm just like the lifestyle component of like having houses is amazing. Like being able to be anywhere you want is amazing. Like the financial freedom is amazing, but also the people in the industry oh, yeah. are yeah. dope. Yeah. You guys are like, you guys are our closest friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so nice. Yeah. 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 Oh, thank you. Yeah, Maddie's going to cry. <laughs> I know when Betty was talking, I, I was like, Skyler, are we also your best friends? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just echo what you guys said. I mean, I think for me personally, it's, it's just the specific idea of like only ever having worked like an in office nine to five for like a year out of college and then realizing like that is never going to be my life again is kind of just mind boggling. Cause I think your point, especially, you know, with families, especially here in the United States, I think our generation of like kids, I'll call us, but getting through high school and needing to go to college and then just living that lifestyle of like 30 years working at a company. I, I truly, when I think about that situation, can't fathom that like, that's what our parents did. Like, that's what even a lot of my friends are doing now. It's like, 
we're taking a trip with with a friend in a couple of weeks and he's got like one week of like vacation time to use and like that's his trip for the year you know i'm just like yeah. i i literally can't even fathom that that lifestyle anymore which i know is a very big privilege to say but that also with all of us came with work even just to get to the point that we're we're at right now yeah, you know yeah. we're trading the 9 to 5 to work 24/7 you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's not for everyone because people a lot of people like the stability of you know just knowing that they clock mm -hmm. in at this time clock mm -hmm. out at this time and they go focus on what they like so it's like sometimes i think like could everyone be doing what i do like mm -hmm. is this something that that everyone could be doing it, the answer is no no yeah, it's I don't not think everyone they want to. so we do have that well, mindset they, that they might be able to do if you set things up in a good way and yep. things for the most part can run themselves now like yeah, yeah they can maybe do that yeah. but then the groundwork to, yeah. to require to like build that yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i think it's yeah true. that starts to feel like the mindset like i still struggle with that all the time but i think even just taking the leap of like this is what i'm gonna do with my back against the wall I have to just move forward in this one direction which i think a lot of people whether they're never put in that position or choose not to put themselves in that position, right. like the mentality is where it starts with. And like, if you don't have that, you're just, you're, you're going to be stuck in that job forever. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Well, I feel like the lifestyle thing is something that people like portray online and they kind of, they obviously, they show, they don't really show the process. They're just like, they show kind of the result. Yeah. yeah. Or, and then for some people, they didn't actually do the process. They just, you know, kind of said they did the process and then, they show the result and that allows them to whatever we don't have to get into that that, <laughs> yeah. that is annoying. but yeah. i mean i'll say for me i mean like i'm not like i i kind of like living like i don't want to say like a crappy lifestyle but like that's something like you know I, I feel like like makes me feel like more you know gritty if like yeah. my living conditions are like not great but now <laughs> you'll see, yeah you'll yeah. you'll see yeah i'll feel like more in touch yeah. with like are we going to the hamptons tomorrow yeah, <laughs> yeah. y'all will see like my girlfriend like we have a really nice lifestyle now y'all yeah. like, y'all yeah. will see how we're living like it's pretty yeah. it's pretty good like we're going to pastiano like next month <laughs> yeah. italy we're going yeah. to la we're about it's it Posse <laughs> <laughs> going to Posse no Tano. I thought that was a restaurant here in New York. Yeah, people say, oh, Airbnbs are more expensive than hotels. I don't even want to tell you guys what oh. we're paying per night for a freaking hotel room in Posse Tano, Italy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Ridi I mean, like, it's like, really nice, though. like yeah. I just got, I just got like a really good booking at like one of our house. I was just thinking about it. I was like, got a really good booking. Like there's a once a year or twice a year, you know, conference in the area. Yeah. So my five bedroom house with a pool in the backyard, heated pool, 85 degrees, got booked, <laughs> you know, $7,000 yeah. for like six nights. I'm yeah. like, damn, that's pretty good. You know, mortgage is 2,700, you yeah, know, like, yeah. all right. We but can then, go to Positano. Positano. Yeah. No, well then I'm like, Positano, a hotel room, not even like the best view one, yeah. really, which is what was the only thing that was available. $2,000 a night for oh. seven nights. Oh, wow. Plus, really a yeah, it's like 20 grand for like a week. And that really, was the only, really. there was no other option. It's like, yeah. damn. Crazy. Yeah, the time I this went, whole I hotel Airbnb thing. I don't know. know. It was cheaper when I went a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, before that's COVID. Positano yeah. or where? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, before ever? COVID, we went. Yeah. It was like four hundred a night for a place on the beach. Oh yeah. We did, did it like, blow up? TikTok made Positano yeah, blow up. Yeah, it did. We went in. Probably why I'm going. I didn't. I, it wasn't my decision. Yeah, we oh. went in 2016, and I got robbed that day. It was my 21st birthday, and oh. they took my wallet. They took my. Passport. In Positano? Yeah, in Positano. Kate, do not. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go. I already paid for the hotel. We won't. <laughs> you have to. Feel. But I was like, look, I'm in the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. I guess I live here now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need, I don't need physical possessions. Yeah. yeah. But it is magical. You will love it.
It's just the train ride there is a little sketch. But other than that, it's fine. Well, we rented Ferraris. Okay, good. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you rented Dodge Caravans. Yeah. yeah. No, we rented a Ferrari for the day just to uh, yeah. just to make videos and say that's amazing. It's too nice. funny. Yeah. So the lifestyle is your favorite part. No, no, well, I mean, the lifestyle. I mean, I, I would say, like, what did I... I'm probably... I'm, I don't feel like I'm, you know, the normal traditional of, oh, I'm doing this so I can, like, chill out. Yeah. Like, that's just not me. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I I feel like I feel too comfortable, like, now. <laughs> like, I feel weird. Like, I, I feel weird, like, sleeping in a really nice place and having a really nice gym and having mm-hmm. a gym in my building that no one's in and then also having another gym next door that has a basketball court and... Yeah. It's like too comfortable, but you know, I mean, for me, like what I, my jobs right now is like start a software business. Like that's really hard. It's really hard to do one of those. Like they're not, they're not easy. Like they're very difficult. So that's like a kind of more akin to like a job and like, honestly, like being like a producer for my girlfriend, like for what she does (laughs) for a living. Like that actually to me feels like, like literally yesterday I spent Middle of the day, I didn't I didn't wake up planning to do this. Mm-hmm. Kate's just like, ah, oh, like I want to. Okay, sorry. Give content. You know, my girlfriend does running interviews yeah. with Run like different people. And yesterday she did Vinny from the Jersey Shore. Yeah. I don't know if you guys do you guys watch yeah. Jersey Shore? Yes. I told him I never watched it because I don't like to like look like I'm like a. I like to like if Stand. I see, yeah I'm like I don't know who you are like I, you don't want to you don't want yeah you don't, chill. yeah no you just don't want to like. I don't know because they get people, you know, they they get annoyed yeah, a lot. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I filmed her and Vinny from. I was literally a camera guy yeah. for yeah. her and Vinny yesterday yeah. for four hours. Do you oh. have to do oh the camera for her every time? No, no, not every, not every time. But she wants to do YouTube now, so like, she normally does it with her phone, right. and that's just, you know, she can hold it. Right. But now trying to transition to like short form plus yeah. long form yeah. means you need a second camera because yeah. you, yeah. you need someone doing horizontal she needs an yep. assistant runner yeah i mean i guess maybe oh it's Bike. actually an idea maybe she could do two cameras on her selfie stick oh yeah then i would there's gotta to be something made i'm for sure that. this is why i'm a producer yeah that's what i the idea is i'm not, yeah. not a cameraman because he literally thought i was a cameraman like this guy <laughs> you think he's he, like this can't he's be your boyfriend yeah. <laughs> this has to be an employee yeah, yeah I mean, he didn't ask funny. he didn't ask any questions he didn't he was cool though and he was cool but i mean she's coming on this after us yeah, he actually, I told him to, because he's like, you know, and everyone has like this, and I think like short-term runs are getting a good place, like what's next, you know, what's what's next? Like yeah. everyone's always like, what's what's next? Like things are in a good place, you know, whatever. I've got my, you know, my housing and my lifestyle covered, like mm-hmm. what's next? Yeah. But for him, you know, this guy, Jersey Shore for 15 years, and he's mm-hmm. definitely thinking like, what's next, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. I, was, I mean, we were telling him like, dude, do a, do a podcast. And mm-hmm. I was like, where he lives probably four minutes from here yeah. five minutes i was like dude just come down to wtf studios and <laughs> do a podcast and he was like well i need like a co-host and i was like well i can't help you there yeah. but yeah, me, i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> well he wanted a girl well I-, I didn't recommend i was just like dude definitely you just come here and do a podcast like you're Vinny. people are gonna yeah where's snooki oh not- for sure <laughs> oh, is she not available yeah. yeah yeah i don't think none of them live in new york i i know it's weird i never really wa- i watched like two episodes of jersey shore 15 mm-hmm. years ago and then Kay and I have been watching a lot recently. The last, yeah. 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 Well, because he ran with Vinny. Like, oh, yeah. was, and I'm like, damn, it's actually a sick show. Yeah. Yeah. This no, is it's a, so good. This is yeah, a really drama cool. Drama is just unmatched. Yeah, yeah. quality unmatched. drama. And like she ran with like Matt James. Yeah, uh, from The Bachelor. From The Bachelor. Yeah. But like that's like another reality TV yep. like yeah. show person. She's about a. Well, she's, she's found a niche of community, right? It's like people love that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like an, an interesting 
avenue or an interesting way to like learn about people and yeah. like a mm-hmm. uplifting you know good energy yeah. mm-hmm. well i remember when we were in nashville you were like you know kate's been trying out all these different you know i was like we found it we figured it well, out well you were yeah. like what do you think of this video like one took off and i'm wondering if it'll happen again and i remember watching it being like because there's that girl that does it with photography right where she'll like walk into a restaurant and she'll be like hey like you're beautiful i want to photograph you and it's got kind of that same I, element i've never of, seen like, tiktok's never given that to me on the, the algorithm <laughs> yeah and so yeah. it's like that element of like is this like planned or is this not planned and yeah. so kate's got that same little twist at the beginning of her video where it's yeah. like is this actually all random and like after yeah. you consumer content mm. for a while you it know. was a lot i think it i mean that was like a whole process of figuring out like what series do well yeah. that was a job that was a job figuring out like oh, these are five types of series. Why did they all do well? Yeah. Like, what were the commonalities that they shared? Yeah. Like, what, you yeah, know. Yeah, she's been after it for a while. Yeah, and it, I think I think we were in Nashville. I was like, this, like, we figured it out. I was like, I'm pretty yeah. calm. I was like, this is going to work. Yeah. Like, I was like, we it took long enough, but, yeah. like, figured it out. I think I think we did. Yeah. And then I think, I, she, yeah, I showed you, literally, because the, or, like, the idea or whatever was, like, the day before flew to Nashville. Yeah. And I think yeah. filmed the first one the first day in Nashville. Yeah. And I think I showed you at dinner. Yeah. I was like, this is this is gonna work. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. I guarantee it. So you brought up what's next. What's next for you? Are you uh, I'm asking you guys, what's next for all y'all? <laughs> That's uh, my bad. I didn't mean to start talking so much. <laughs> that was great. So, what's next, Sarah? <laughs> Ooh, oh, on the spot. Wow, what's next? What can folk be expecting from you? Yeah, I mean, one, it's so exciting because it's starting to feel like we have unlimited options, right? Like all of a sudden we're like... Too many options. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, yeah, is a struggle by itself. Laugh has half empty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we know we want to be in the space, right? And so it's like kind of understanding where the space is going and then also where we're most passionate. Yeah. And so for me, you know, with the rinse and repeat lake house model that we've done now four times is... You know, put cash flow in our pocket. All of a sudden, everybody on that lake, there's a thousand Airbnbs <laughs> yeah. on the lake now. Yeah, that. they ain't making anything like we're making. <laughs> <laughs> Come at us. Yeah. <laughs> Try. Sarah, I bought a house on the same lake. Yeah, I'm well, like, it's fine. Why isn't making half as much as you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't got the it factor. You can, mm-hmm. you can join the mentorship. Yeah, <laughs> hear about it. Yeah. But I think ultimately. I'll send you an invoice and then we can. <laughs> <laughs> send you a bill first for the secrets. But now I think I have a little bit of an itch to do ground up. I think I would build, like new to. Build? Yeah, I think I would like, like retreat centers or like a bunch of tiny homes or something along those lines. But my biggest thing is I don't want it to feel like a copy paste. Like I don't want to take what somebody else has done and just do it in a new location, which is under like, the canvas. You're not yeah, under the canvas, like, Michigan. Right. <laughs> like I love the concept, but I want it to be like one of one. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And, but have it be able to be repeated. I, I will say, have you seen the one that I'm like, very envious of that i i want to do and i'm i've been trying to kind of it's really hard to find a property where you can do this is it's in texas but it's like this scandinavian homes on the pond yeah, yeah he built the pond he put oh, the in pool. waco waco oh, yeah yeah, yeah. What the, the guy did all that. and like well for me like the, the also the geography mm-hmm. is i mean most of my stuff's in north carolina like the texas north carolina geography is kind of similar and i'm just like I want to do that. I'm yeah. copy pasting that yeah. shit. <laughs> I don't care. Pretty Which cool. is a great strategy. I'm digging a pond. Really cool. Give yeah. me an excavator. I will go out there. I'll fucking <laughs> dig a pond. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that's a natural progression, right? And and a lot of people that get into the space, it's like you have to have that conversation around 
okay, I understand you want to do X, but maybe we have to do Y first to take care of like putting food on your table and introducing you to the space and getting familiar with real estate. And so it's just such a bigger bite to think about ground up development and like mm-hmm. rinsing and repeating one like boutique style experience. And so you're really going all in on something that doesn't have as much data that you're like spending a ton more time on. So you're not going to see that cash flow for maybe a year or two years as opposed to like three months in. But now that we're at that point, I'm like, okay, like food on the table <laughs> yeah. is taken care of, like the income stabilized. Like now I've got some time freedom. Let's do a bigger yeah, something, like let's something what, bigger. Yeah. So level I, up, level yeah, up. Yeah, not I the... think I want like a true hotel brand that we can like rinse and repeat going forward, which mm. seems crazy to say. Like I never thought in my life it would be feasible to like think about building a hotel, yeah. you know, or building an experience. But yeah. Some also, I, well, for you in Michigan, not, not that you, you're only doing stuff in Michigan, but like the Ohio, there's the Bali... Have you seen like the, the ball? Hills, yeah. The, yeah. And I'm like, I want to go to Bali just so I can like. Hocking Hills area in, Hawaii, yeah. or in Ohio is insane. Mm-hmm. Is it like the geography is actually cool or just what they're doing with the Bali inspired? And just for context, what's it called? The I don't know what it's called. Hawking yet. Hills. Hawking Bali. Hills is the area that oh, that draws everyone to Ohio. But you've seen a ton of like architects and developers come in and do really unique things around somehow they have like semi-natural like pool waterfall things it's like almost like a almost looks like a swimming hole in like your backyard is that a thing in hawking hills or do they build those that's a good question i haven't looked in i've only seen there's a lot of rocks there i guess yeah the rocks are cool rocks are cool (laughs) i'm trying to find north carolina like a property that just has like rocks yeah like tall rocks that's not that rocks the northeast has a lot of rocks yeah well and like the midwest doesn't really but hawking hills ohio does has a bunch of big rocks yeah Mm -hmm. but we stayed at a property called the ledge there and so it's not the property that you're talking about where you've got like the pool and like you know it's all over instagram right now but the ledge as well it's a piece of property that they built several new builds on i think there's three that are already up but in the backyard there are all of the waterfalls and so you get to like listen to the water all the time but it's like you have to find that land and then developing that land is like impossible because it's already you know you're dealing with rocks and water yeah, and like yeah. you know it's hard terrain it's its own yeah. game definitely it's own. yeah yeah so i just don't know anything about like purchasing land walking through it like ground up construction in that way and so it's like a much bigger bite but i want to do like that's where my <laughs> brain is so that's where i yeah. think we're headed have you looked at all at internet because i feel like the numbers in the u.s i mean I'll just say this for myself, like my quote unquote, like buy box for the last like three years. Yes, I've you know done arbitrage. Yes, I've done co-hosting, but like predominantly have been focused on a 500K house that can make me $100,000. Like yeah. that's pretty much what I've done. Like yeah. maybe it's a 430K house that can make 95, like, but a roughly, mm-hmm. roughly there. Yeah. Like in the US, you know, that equation is kind of like, it's getting a little bit more difficult. I. I just did it like i'm not gonna say can't do it but it's like before it was really fucking easy yeah now it's but like you look at europe and like abroad there's the inefficiency there is is huge they don't got folk like us who are just finding all the fucking taking up the poconos and literally <laughs> dropping <laughs> three thousand airbnvs yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but what do you got what i guess what do you got have you guys looked international at all or is that something y'all are thinking about Maybe yeah, you, you are you are international. I am, yeah. yeah. My goal in Argentina that I'm renting is doing very well. Yeah, probably up. Let's house. talk after this. Let's, how's Argentina? 
screw up, but it's a nice place. But to you go. know some guys. Oh yeah, that's that's huge. In foreign countries, you gotta you gotta know. Yeah, and I have a, a house in Spain coming up that is from my father-in-law. That we just found out that finally he was able to get a squatter out, and it's in the Mediterranean, nice area. We just need to go there and do some work. But so yeah, Spain, Argentina, the U.S. Who knows? Yeah. Is did you see opera like do you run the numbers on foreign opportunities? Yeah, but the thing is that it really depends on the area. But in foreign countries, there you have a huge seasonalities, which is huge you also what? Have seasonalities. Oh yeah, which is something you also have here in some markets. But like Spain or the Mediterranean, you have a lot of people like June till August. Everybody's going to like, Europe in the summer. Yeah, and that's, that's why I'm paying two thousand dollars a month and freaking uh, night and but, put, put pastana. But yeah. not, not only are, like you tourists from from Europe from from United States, but you also have like the snowbirds from Europe, so from England, Germany, the Scandinavia going south. So you're calling Spain the Florida of Europe? Exactly, it is. Yeah. So then, in, in, but but in winter it gets really cold. So that's what sometimes you have like retirees that they're they leaving those countries just to spend a few months and so that's not that cold but again it's not when you're gonna make a lot of money yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah that's a factor to consider what about like barcelona or like a city oh those places are super regulated so it's not that simple so to cities get in europe are regulated yeah. Very regulated. Uh, europe yeah i have another mentality so it's not that it's south, not Amer just... south america question mark it depends on the country. The, the, problem, the problem that you have with, the, with this country is that like, you have a lot of regulations. Things are slower to do business. It, it weighs slower to do business. That's something we talk a lot with, with Sarah. Coming from, from another country, you don't realize the opportunities you have in America to do business, access to credit, and the speed to set up something. So when you go to all these countries, unless you come with a lot of cash, it's really slow to it's, do Is it. it hard to get contractors to like... the Because the, what's the middle of the day that you do the in CSA. Spain? siesta yeah but it's not only that getting permits in some countries is stupid you have to have like thousands of permits and you know some countries you really need to bribe people to get not, not have done it see that's what i, I want to find a country where you could just bribe people and just get <laughs> yeah. things done and then and then you could just hey do you want to come hey america is a little more difficult do you yeah, want to yeah. do you want to have a sick-ass bali inspired house yeah. in bali or in another country like i've got you <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we you gotta bribe someone, but that's part of it. I'll it's tell you to bribe. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, I think when we've looked at, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. You know? When yeah. we've looked at international markets and when we've talked to like you or our friends who have property in Mexico on Airbnb, the biggest difference is the financing, right? Oh, yeah. You have to go in with hundred percent of the cash to purchase yeah, the property. No but literally the literally the bills. So I was tell the story when when we bought the condom in Argentina, we had to count two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the cash. table in cash. Like you're feeling a narcos episode. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Drug dealing. Yeah. So, and, and you, you all, like, the, like you spray it down in the, in the table and everyone's counting and, okay, here's a thousand and a thousand and you stack it and it's, it's crazy. And so you guys like put it in your socks and like your So we had to go to a bank. They're like, yeah. you're $10,000 short and you're like, no, I'm not. We just count and then they pull out the pistol. And then, yeah, that's <laughs> when it gets fun. You're like, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. But, right. Yeah, <laughs> so again, doing business in America is so simple, so easy, so great. And that's why you have a lot of people coming here to the business. So actually something where you need to look at is people that have money in those countries where they can Helping put them it, invest in the US. Which is something I'm trying to do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because I'm telling you, I come here and a lot of people start to reach out. It's like, hey man, I know you're doing real estate in the United States. How can I be part of that? Yeah. yeah. How do you invest as a, someone from exactly. a foreign country? Yeah. 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 There's so a the cash huge... and cash dies there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting cash it's literal cash. Yeah. On cash. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but, yeah, there is no. And like people in America are like, ah, oh, 20% is so hard to get. But it's like anywhere else, you're going to have to pay 100%. Like, you oh, know, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a whole different ballgame. So, what? So, I think I asked you, I guess, what's next, or have we, I guess we'll go around the circle. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah I answered that. All so, of you have the answer now. Yeah, I mean, Maddie might have a different answer than me, but I think <laughs> this will me, be awkward. Yeah, yeah awkward. exactly. <laughs> Maddie, please leave yeah. the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll have you come back <laughs> yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, I feel like because Maddie and I have some shared, you know, work right now, but we do kind of like work separately, both in the short term rental space, but. I don't know. I feel like for me, just the last year of learning how to do this like renovation project management, I feel like it can also be used on just non short term rental related real estate as well. So you I mean, want to do bigger things, too. Yes. I mean, I would love to. Yeah, I it looks mean, like, well, we could all do bigger things. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're yeah. going to come over this afternoon. I got let's get the whiteboard out. Exactly. <laughs> let's find yeah. some Hawking Hills. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, just, you know, gaining relationships with contractors, just learning more about, you know, the ins and outs of just how like a home operates and how it needs to be renovated to look really nice. I think it's just a skill set I would like to start applying even to like just properties that we buy and whether we flip it, sell it, rent it. Mm -hmm. Maybe these houses are are in short term rental friendly places. So kind of continuously just working on what, what I'm doing now, but just continuously doing more and more. I think in the next like month, we're going to hit 50 short-term rental properties that Maddie and I combined have worked on over the last like three wow. years. Yeah. So would love to, you know, get to a hundred at some point. And then also I think in addition to that, yeah, just start doing some of our own flips on, on properties as well. I think I'd be really excited for. Because yeah. your skill set doing this project. He's already doing that. Yeah. 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 Does it every day. And yes. Eight to 12 at a time. Can you imagine if we just did eight to 12 of our own flips at yeah. a time? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And it like flipping a property is 50%. Not even. And this like, is what I always say is like, so my job is not just the renovation part, but it's also, you know, managing the designer through the process, managing the furniture showing up at the house, managing the furniture getting built. So I'm thinking of this in a scenario of seeing some of these houses that have been purchased and been flipped right before the, right before we purchase them, see that profit margin. I'm just like, so I could do half my job and make yeah. 18 times more. When I'm no furniture was this. involved like, in exactly. that process. All right. They painted, they yeah. paint the whole house. Yeah. And I Just tell them, paint the whole house. Yeah. And that, is a, a post. that yeah. is a market. I think that people haven't really thought about is flipping homes in short term rental friendly places mm. and then just selling that house to someone looking to start the you know, they're for short. So while you put the fire pit in the backyard for them, literally yeah. just do like the simple, you know, interior paint, interior flooring, spruce up the kitchen, bathrooms, get it pretty much rental ready for someone to just put move a fence, in, furnish put a new it. fence on the outside. Exactly. Yep. Put in a fire pit. And there's a few people like we've been talking yeah. about the Poconos. I mean, there's one guy in particular that I know that, I mean, I'm not kidding when I'm telling you he's making about 200 or $300,000 profit every time he does this. And all he's doing is buying shitty distressed houses, flipping them, and then selling them to institutional investors that want to get into that yeah. market. Yeah. He's so making like bank. Flooring, paint, bathrooms, kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Done. Done. And, 200, and 300. With the regulation. Yeah. yeah. Like he, the last one that, that I looked at, like the Zillow listing that we purchased was, I think he bought it for 170 and then ended up selling it for 595 And <laughs> I mean, I now have a rough... Which you know, a understanding big, house, big shitty house. Yeah, like four bedroom house. I mean, two thousand square foot. It's nothing crazy, crazy. But like, I mean, understanding a little bit of the numbers of you know renovation project management in the Poconos. I'm thinking this guy probably put hundred k into this. So I mean, that's that's what I I think. <laughs> yeah. When I see that, I'm like, okay, so he's doing half my job and making that much more. So yeah. it's like, yeah. 
Yeah. Go back yeah. to that knowledge thing. Where exactly. Like, it makes every deal that you've done up to this point less exciting. Literally. Yeah, we're going to have to yeah. do our own episode that's just how do you project man. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. First thing you do, ring cameras? Sometimes, yeah. So this is all the, the buffer thing with, with doing it from, from my laptop. It's like in the markets that I'm comfortable with, like in the Poconos, yeah, I can get all that stuff done in a day. A but ring like, camera. Exactly. Get but the code, the, the locks up. 100%. Yeah. So all of that we call like our security purchase. So it's like the ring cameras that we always do Schlagen codes, kind of like the standard yeah. run. And then, yeah, get those up and running as quickly as possible. Just so you can then see which contractors come. Like, mm -hmm. are there packages mm -hmm. here? Yeah. 100%. Are they actually working when they say yeah. yeah. And that's like the huge demand. Like when you're doing this virtually too, it's like, if you don't have a relationship with the contractor you're working with, or if it's in like a one-off market where you're working with one person one time, they have zero loyalty to go above and beyond for you. So like in a place like the Poconos, you know, I work with maybe three or four contractors and we've now done probably 10 ish projects with each one of those people. And the first few are always rocky, right? They're like, excuse me, you want me to bring in like 18 packages that just arrived and it's not my material that I'm using. So they, you know, you have to, you know, preface some of these things where, hey, I'm, I'll throw you an extra couple hundred dollars every single week if like, you know, you make sure these packages don't get rained on or something like that. So it, it, you do have to go above and beyond with short-term rentals, especially with contractors, because I think they're just not used to the amount of attention to detail that we need to get these, you know, up and running in a good amount of time. Yeah. 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 It's fun though. <laughs> yeah, it's so, fun. So yeah. flipping, so flip stirring, flip yes. stirring, flipping in short-term rental friendly places, yeah. and selling them yep. to folk you potentially know or don't yeah. know or knowing the numbers yeah. on yeah. them. Yeah. So being like that first part, there's a value chain here. One hundred percent. And you think people doing pure short-term rentals, they're not gonna flip the house. Like no. they're not gonna do all. They're not gonna what do they knock down any structural walls? Or sometimes anything like that? they do. Yeah, I mean sometimes they do. We've been adding bedrooms quite a bit, even on. When, when I start the, the role of the, the project management of the renovation, we've been adding bedrooms quite a bit. Um, that means you probably just do drywall, right? You're not yeah. adding in. Drywall, and the, the hardest part is always the permitting process. I mean, you're talking about that, but the, yeah. you know, <laughs> the Poconos is an interesting place because they run off townships. So yeah. depending on what township you're in, some are easy to work with, some are shitty to work with, but it's more so of the waiting period that sucks, not necessarily the work that, I mean, yeah, adding a bedroom drywall, I mean, you're, you're talking like $1,500 or $2,000, so it's not breaking the bank by any means, but it's Do you it's want like, them to get technically counted as bedrooms? That's why you do you it? You have to do it, though. And, and a lot of these places, if you don't do the permitting, they'll literally not give you your short-term rental permit until the uh, permitting is done. Sounds like, oh, done yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Backwards, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and the Poconos again is interesting because you have so many different entities. It's like you have the county, you have the township, you have the city, and then oftentimes you have a gated HOA community. Yep. And most of the time, every single one of those levels, if you're adding a bedroom, needs you to fill out something. And again, this goes back to honestly, if you're listening to this, like hire someone that knows what they're doing because you're not only going to save money, but it's really the time aspect. Like now when we close on a home, that's the first questions I ask my team, like, are we adding bedrooms? Are we adding a hot tub? What are we doing that needs a building or a zoning permit? Because it's not, again, the money is the money you got to pay for these things to happen, but it's really the time commitment. It's like, I've had to wait on a permit and that being the last step of the equation. We submit a permit the first week that we close. Sometimes that could take up to like three to four months, depending on the township you're working in and how mm -hmm. backed up they are. So you could be completely ready to have a guest, but you just can't get your short-term rental permit because you haven't gotten like your building permit through yet. Yeah. So that's the shitty part. Yeah. yeah.
Mm. All right, so upstate New York and not the Poconos. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You answer my question. Okay. All right, Poconos is tricky for sure, but I mean, I'm sure that's not the only market like that. I mean, we we've done some building and zoning permits in upstate New York, but it really depends on and being in person. Yeah. That's also just what going I've in to deal with it. Now yeah. I pay our contractors, like I know the process to get it done, but I'm like, you guys go do it in person, build like a small, like I'm not asking you to like go buy them flowers or anything, but like chat them up just a little bit at the receptionist, yeah, yeah. like make sure you're being really nice, you know, ask the right questions and just don't be rude. What I what I found, yeah, yeah with the permits, yeah, either you have to go in person, you have to get them on the phone, otherwise you're yep. they're not gonna. No, email. it's so yep. like dealing with it in Florida, oh. like it is so like. Technically, I can get this all day, but technically yeah. with cheeky huts, mm -hmm. you don't need a permit. If the indigenous Indians build them, oh. they're exempt. Oh my oh. gosh. But okay. you still need like the city to like sign off on yep. it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like you have to fill out the app, like the application literally has like a line item for like contractor signature yep. and contractor number. And like these yep. Native Americans don't have contract. I like contract it's like the number. license number. For yeah, the they state. don't have a license. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah. they don't have a license number. How do how, I can't physically fill out this paper? Yeah. yeah. And like t 10 emails of like, mm -hmm. no help. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to fill it out. You have to fill it out. Eventually, get on the phone. Oh, yeah. Just write in like Indian exempt on it. Yeah. I'm like, in, mm. in red. They're like, yeah. in red. Write it in yeah. red. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah the things Early on to learn the process, a lot of times, too, like we were, we started working with like an attorney in the Poconos, too, that helps us with some of these like intricacies of even short term rental permits can be tricky sometimes, depending on the area. But that's been really helpful. But I think it, the having the people on the ground, like me doing it virtually from my laptop, like there's just some stuff that I know now works better if I just pay an extra couple hundred dollars, have someone go into the office and it'll get taken care of that day versus what you're referring to is like, emails for three and a half weeks back mm -hmm. and forth to get like one simple question answered. like literally a word exactly like, yeah. write this word here yeah yeah so, like kind of just said that over email <laughs> literally <laughs> literally yeah but bigger bigger projects that's great yes and we, we're definitely gonna figure out the project management stuff yeah. so for me what's next well keep growing with you guys <laughs> whatever projects you have coming up i'm starting also my education side i'll be launching a mentorship soon which is something I'm passionate about. I mentioned before, I did training for 10 years in the previous industry where I was working. I love sharing knowledge. I think that's something that gets me really excited. And it's gonna be complementary to what you guys are sharing because it's, you know, one side is how you acquire a property, but then it's like, how do you run it in an efficient way and that you're gonna scale, that you're not gonna be burnt out. Mm -hmm. And all the mistakes that we already made, so you had to go through them again. Yeah. yeah. So I'll say, yeah, that and keep growing this new management company that uh, I'm pretty excited about and it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Well, the one thing that you have heard us, none of us talk about on this podcast is property management. management. And it's because it's like the beast the elephant in the room that is always so difficult to do right, especially at scale. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's awesome that we all found you. Thanks, sir. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. you, sir. Well, I, I still I still manage mine. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll talk, we'll talk, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk later. We'll talk yeah. later. Yeah, we were yeah. so okay. happy to offload that. I mean, yeah. it's just like when Federico talks about switching over to this new management company that he started. It was like, it's been a long time coming. I mean, Federico and I have been able to grow parallel for the last two, two and a half, three years. And so I've been holding on to management of these Michigan properties for the last two years for extra cash flow, right? Because I'm like, okay, I need as many dollars. Like right now, every dollar counts. And eventually mm -hmm. that role will reverse, but every dollar counts. And so finally, I mean, this summer, 
you know, last year we forexed our business. So we went from one lake house to now we have four lake houses. And even though that doesn't seem like an insane jump, it's a forex of your business. It's yeah. like if you have one problem once a week in one property, on average, yeah. all of a sudden, every single week is a nightmare. And so Ethan and I, this summer, we were like, just bulldozed. Like June happened and it gets busy in Michigan in June. And every single day it was like we were bringing a property to life and then there was just chaos, you know, like mm-hmm. washing machines are broken and, and septic systems have issues and whatever the case is happening. I was like, oh my gosh, this management side of things is now the thing that I'm least passionate about. Yep. And so I was reading the book that all of us are either currently reading or have read <laughs> by back your time. And I got to chapter two and it was just talking about what makes you the least amount of money that brings you the least amount of joy. Yep. Offload that. And I literally, like that day, I was like, Federico, I know I said I'm not switching to you until January of this year, but we're doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're doing it tomorrow. And so I was like, I just want to understand where you're at, how you're growing, like where your vision is. And I was like, because I want to grow something like alongside you. And I know that we have the same vision on like the ideal hospitality experience that we want to offer. And so he was partnered with Stephen, who had a, a different vision. And we were trying to understand like how that relationship worked. And like 12 hours later, Federico calls and he's like, I've started a new company. We're specializing in boutique experiences. Like we're doing it. And so it's just been like a long time coming that finally, like I cannot express how much happiness I have not having to manage these properties. Like that is not my wheelhouse. And so it's like when you start developing these relationships and partnerships, I think you're naturally gravitated towards people who do the same thing as you. Like that's why Maddie and I get along, right? Mm -hmm. Is like we have a very similar skill set. But the beauty about Federico and why he's so intimately involved in my business is because we have the opposite skill set. Uh, yep. It's mm-hmm. like very complimentary. So yep. now to like see his start to grow alongside ours, I'm just like, yes, yeah, I do not have to do this yeah. ever again. Yeah, I think early on, like with just Airbnb investing, I feel like all of us got into it and we're like, we have to do every piece of the pie to mm-hmm. make it work, which yeah. I think was the correct decision still. And then you learn a little bit about everything. But then I think now with all of us being a few years into this, it's like, and you can start figuring out like, okay, what about this pie am I really good at and yeah. that I like and just like run with that. And I feel like all of us have done a good job of like finding that little niche within yeah. our niche of short-term rentals yeah. to like figure out like what we can just like rinse and repeat a lot easier. Well, yeah. I would say what we're probably all uniquely good at, I don't want to single you out, but maybe you are good at this too. I just, <laughs> if you are, correct me, is like we're uniquely good. Again, like I'm sure yeah, we can all... You know, I'll call a guest and, you know, yeah. walk them, walk them off, whatever panic attack they're having. <laughs> I cannot. Or make them panic more if some, <laughs> some instances. We're both upset at this point. Yeah. But I would say we're probably all uniquely good at like defining a property, you know, seeing if it has that, you know, that it's factor. Yeah. yeah. And then turning it into the experience. Yeah. For sure. That yeah. is, you know, that really is, in my opinion, like the most important part mm-hmm. of the game is like the upfront part. And mm-hmm. it's the part, you know, you're literally getting paid. Fifty thousand dollars for so like there's a reason yeah. and you're getting you know paid it up front for a reason yeah. so it's like do you want to spend your time like focused on that or maybe it's going from you know the 500k houses yeah. to semi rv glamping yeah. park yep. slash yeah. you know bigger bigger things like it, it definitely makes sense to like keep you know trading your time yeah. for what you're uniquely good at and, yeah. and leleling up on that that but side of things. It's an interesting part because on one side, it's like, I appreciate working with people that have been through management and know the hassle because, mm-hmm. you know, if you just did the, the, the part of investing into a property and then hand it over as soon as you got it, you do not understand 
what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, sometimes people don't appreciate things because they take you for granted that mm-hmm. it should happen mm-hmm. and they don't know the value of what you are providing. So that, that's one side. But then you can, you know, do the whole underwriting and get the right property and everything. But if you hand it over to the wrong management company of you don't know exactly what you're doing, then that property is not gonna perform as it should. Yeah. And yeah. that's something I come across very often. People or it's gonna out. just go to crap. You know, it might do okay for yeah. a year and a half, two years, but like yeah, the market will. Crash. The market is going to crash you. And that's something I've, I've seen a lot of people I wanted to self-manage, but they didn't have the time. They tried to put a connection with price apps or, or a lot of price apps, but they didn't know how to use it or, or yeah. any PMS that they didn't know how to use. And that ended up hurting the business because they didn't take the time, they didn't take the time to learn how the system works and, you know, they didn't put the right settings. Instead of giving it to someone that actually can help them and you know perf- make the property perform the most, yeah. so yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, on the management side too, we've been working on a lot was is just like the quality control aspect, like mm-hmm. upfront to like making the pass off to whatever property manager you're going to use as seamless as possible, and that's like. <laughs> When you think you have like enough information about your property, you probably need to go go and comb through it like another five more times, and like oh, that's yeah. everything mm-hmm. from like take a video of how the hot tub works, like take a video of how how do you turn on the grill. So it's like Probably having a video true. or a photo or at least a response to every single question that you oh, could yeah. possibly get. And there's always going to be something that you miss, but just trying to get to that you know quality control as much as possible. Yeah, it's how you prepare. It's very interesting how. People look at short-term rentals and they see like, okay, I want to create a cool space that's going to be nice and people are going to enjoy. But there are so many things around it. I talk a lot about how you you wear a lot of hats when you have a short-term rental property because if you think about it, we're we're competing against a hotel. Mm -hmm. And a hotel, you're going to have revenue management, quality control, maintenance, safety, accounting, front desk, concierge, and Mm -hmm so many others housekeeping yeah yep. and that you have to do all of that for one property and then you yep. scale like me that i had to manage multiple properties and to provide that to multiple properties yep. mm-hmm. right so it's like how do you ex- you need to excel or at least be proficient in each one of those recently i got certified as a short-term rental safety inspector it was a site i didn't i didn't have my, my set skills mm-hmm. you got certified as yeah. a short-term rental safety inspector yeah. through through yeah. this way so it's a problem that they have. You, you get certified. Okay. And it's pretty cool because you can go to a property, do an inspection, and if they pass, you can you get a 10% discount with mm-hmm. proper, for example. So it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. That's one of the proper discounts. Yeah, they give the discounts. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing is that we start finding things that before we didn't see, like none of us will see in a property, and mm-hmm. you do not realize the importance of that. Yeah. And then you think, okay, I'm putting people here that they're enjoying their, their, their vacations and everything. But at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, we need to be careful on, you know, so many aspects and sides of the business that we need to. To me, it's just funny that like all of the stuff that like we've been going through on these safety inspections, it's like, I can't believe like it's just not already taken care of. You know, it's like (laughs) this should be a standard thing that's in every house. But yeah, when you go through these inspections, you're like, wow, like I thought we had everything covered and we missed all of this. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) the the carbon monoxide detectors, all that smoke detectors. And it's crazy because one of the houses where we were still missing a few things, I mean, it's in a town in upstate New York and like we had a fire and safety inspection from the town. Like they came out 
they approve that house. Then we do the one with, with Feta. Do and you it's guys just, use proper for yeah. this one has proper. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's expensive, but I've gone through two claims with them now and it is just like such a seamless process. The claims are good. Yeah. Cause that's my worry. I have knock on wood. The mm -hmm. claims are great. I have all these different types of insurances yeah. for all these different types of things. And like, I don't <laughs> yeah. do the claim. I'm like, well, let's pay Yeah. When I have one day actually calling them, what I'm paying them a lot of money. Oh yeah. yeah. They're yeah. so fast. They're so easy to work with. They're very thorough. Like yep. they're great. They compensate you for like loss of income, I think too, right? Yeah. If you have it in your house. They have a lot of things they cover for amenities of the property, like kayaks and stuff like but that. Are, so but are they like, oh, the you didn't, you actually messed up on something? Do they no, try to come at you? They're are not they? accusatory at all. No. I mean, obviously with any insurance claim, you have a third party who goes out and tries to find like the root cause, but mm -hmm. they were, I was worried about that too. I was like, oh my God, are they going to spin this story and make it mm -hmm. the owner's fault or something? But not even, yeah. like they were very much so on our side. We'll yeah. talk about that. We'll talk about it. We're going to, yeah. offline, we're going to compare insurance notes. <laughs> Yes, yes, for yes. Sure. make sure this is not yeah. sponsored by anyone yet <laughs> so, so any of these yeah. companies out yeah. there you yeah. know we're but send your offers yeah. in the DM. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and speaking of that yeah how how could you guys send your offers how, how could they everyone stay up to date with what, what, what everyone here is doing yeah skylar and i are at skylar and maddie on oh. instagram and at maddie and skylar on tiktok yeah. we couldn't get the same one so they're <laughs> so they're flip-flopped but yeah. yeah we post about Oh, I thought you were like we have we were gonna have completely like even uh, name is first. Yeah. Yeah, but we post about a lot of a lot about our upstate New York properties, a lot of like portfolio updates, little yep. things that we do. So yeah. 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 You can find me and my missing business partner currently <laughs> at the Carwells on literally everything. Yep. Yeah. SDR guide. Right now, I'm posting on Instagram, maybe start TikTok. I have a few videos, but yes. I'm new in the Instagram and social media space. Uh, I know you've been pushing me to, to get started. So, yeah, <laughs> slowly but steady. Yeah. yeah, people need your help. There's too many bad property management companies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also, yeah, yeah. at Skylar yeah. and Maddie. Yeah. yeah. Maddie and Skylar, Skylar yeah. and Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find us. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was a marathon. Maybe we just put this into two episodes. Yeah. I'm not sure oh, yeah. given, given how long this is. I don't know if my. You know, podcast editors are going to be <laughs> too happy, but uh, full day job, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're about you. Stay tuned today. We're about to go. We're about to have a fun time. And uh, I guess so. I, one thing I ask people. So last thing, what is just like a quick, tangible tip you have for those listening? Like one thing just can help them out. Ooh, um, hmm. I would say specifically around Airbnb. We've started really applying this, I would say, across all of our, our positions is go deep, not wide. Um, I think especially in the space, we see a lot of people that will half-ass everything. Mm -hmm. And you're just, you're leaving so much money on the table by doing that and then creating more of an operational beast on the back end as well. And so if we can get people to understand that this, that the investment of design and amenities is worth it, then they'll have a better experience across the board, both from their guests and from the overall ROI that they're pulling out. Mm -hmm. So I'm a big advocate of just reinvesting in the properties that you own, making them absolutely exceptional, make it a huge gap between your property that's top in the market and the next property around you, um, and just doubling down and going deep and not wide. Deep, not wide. You heard it here first. Yeah. yeah. Skylar, Maddie, Maddie, Skylar. <laughs> I would say one would be just like, make sure you're hiring the right people. And if you need to find new people, like don't be afraid to do so. Um, that's the corporate and him talking. <laughs> that's institution Literally. right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then the other one I was going to say is like within just the Airbnb space in particular, like 
make sure that you're okay taking on like risk when you're thinking about investing in Airbnbs. Like as many people like there is like us in the world, like you still have to be comfortable making sure that you know the risk that you're getting into. Like nothing is going to be a sure thing. Like, like we talked to way too many people and you have to understand that like, this is not something that is just going to like come overnight and you have to be comfortable, especially in some of the markets like we talked about today. Like it may go south. Like this may not be the answer for everyone and you have to be comfortable with, with that opportunity as well. Yeah. 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 I would say know, know your value and know your worth. I feel like I struggled with that a lot on both ends, like maybe charging too much or charging too little, like understand where, what your skill set is and what people are willing to pay for it Mm -hmm. and, and hold to that. Yeah. I think if you, if you go too high, you're going to have a hard time finding people to work with. And if you go too low, you're going to find the wrong people to work with. So you really have to find like a sweet spot for what you're charging for anything. Yeah. 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 I'll say that this is a people's business. So you know, you need to understand if you have the, the the skills to deal with people, great. If not, try to upload that to someone else, mm-hmm. especially if you're dealing with guests. A, a property manager is going to help you a lot. Yeah. And then if you are self-managing, make sure to keep your listing up to date. Continue educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just like, it's not something that you set up and let, let it run, mm-hmm. but you actually have to be on top of it. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Let's let's go to Brooklyn. This is the Short-Term Rental Pros podcast. Please like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Short-Term Rental Pros podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, leave us a five-star rating, like, comment, and share this with someone you know that wants to invest in short-term rentals.